French fried potatoes. One potato, two potatoes, three potatoes, four, five potatoes, six potatoes, seven potatoes, one potato, two potatoes, three potatoes, four, five potatoes, six potatoes, seven potatoes, more. Potatoes. Welcome to the Potato League Podcast with your hosts, Dan and Tom. Thanks, DJ. Um, we are... Welcome to episode three... Jesus, yeah. Three, it's been a while. 20-something. It has been a while. Um, it has been over a month since we last recorded. Yeah. Uh, I have had surgery number one. Uh, everything seems to be going... Yes, Andrea looked at the x-ray and said they did a beautiful job. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, I showed Dan my x-rays of both the hip that has been done and the one that is yet to be done. Um, yeah, everything, the swelling is kind of down. I am. Uh, the reason it took so long to start recording again is because I can't really sit in this position <laughs> for very long. And I, the first like two weeks, you can't sit like normally at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I can sleep on my side now. That's pretty exciting. I can actually roll onto my stomach, but I'm... Uh, I'm better now, but like the first couple times, because they want you to lay on your stomach because it stretches out your hip flexor, because uh, being in the position you need to be in yeah. shortens your hip flexor. So I'm supposed to lay on my stomach for like 10 minutes a day. I suck at hip flexors anyway. Yeah. My hip flexors are always tight. You got to do the, uh, you got to <laughs> do that, lay on your stomach a lot with your feet out straight behind you and then do the, like get on the side of your bed and have one leg just kind of hang off. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, the first couple times I tried hitting on my stomach, you're like a reverse turtle and you can't get flipped back over and you need someone <laughs> to help you. Because you can't you can't turn over on the, the surgery side, but going on the other side, you can't like lift your leg over, so you need someone to like hold your leg while you turn over. Oof. Yeah, it sucks. Sounds fun. Um now it's uh I can sit in this position for about an hour, hour and a half. I'm pretty good. Um Perfect. maybe perfect podcast yeah yeah no i'll be fine um but yeah it's uh the 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 incision is pretty much sealed up i pick a little more glue off every day Mm -hmm. um but it still feels like when you it still hurts yeah uh but anyway that's how that's going um we have uh we just watched the trailer for wakanda forever uh i've been watching what am i watching I've been mostly still just watching, uh, we got the, the Peacock a couple months ago and mm-hmm. went through Parks and Rec. I actually, I was such an asshole, because I've done this before with other shows. This is a fucking rewatch for Parks and Rec, which is like rewatch number, who knows, who knows. Yeah. Uh, and I still stop like three episodes short because I don't want it to be over. So I'm on like episode seven, seven or whatever it hmm. is, and I just left it there, but whatever. So I since then I've started 30 Rock, which I don't know that I've rewatched. That's a series that I never finished because I cut the cord before mm-hmm. that show was done. And it wasn't something that was like 30 Rock, you could also, you could all, I mean, uh, uh, Parks and Rec, you could all, always catch up um, because it would go on to Netflix. But I don't know that 30 Rock ever 30 did. 30 Rock has like always been on Hulu. I yeah. Think, for most of its, yeah, I don't think I ever saw it on Netflix. But so, it, was, it seemed to always be on Hulu. But it was never one that got fanfare whenever it appeared somewhere either. Yeah, like when when the Office came to like Peacock, they're like the Office now, you know. Which is weird because Thirty Rock is another great show. I wonder why that is, and I wonder if it's because um, both Parks and Rec 
and the office this is what i was this was this is my theory they both have a will they won't they relationship through line mm-hmm. that you are rooting for the same the whole yeah series so you've got your jim pam and then you've mm-hmm. got your leslie and ben um and i think that's what gets different demographics into it that's why like yeah like college age women watch friends like that's what keeps it on yeah. uh, that's why it's worth a hundred million dollars yeah uh to these streaming services um 30 rock doesn't have that no which i'm grateful for not that there's anything wrong with it but like yeah i love that about 30 yeah rock. J- jack and her were never going to get no together, no and it would ever. have been awful <clears throat> yeah yeah if had they, they had. ever done that it's a running joke how unlikely that is to happen. Yeah. So, because anytime he takes her somewhere, people assume that that's... Yeah. And the whole relationship with John Hamm thing where he was too good looking for her and the she bubble. was the bubble. Yeah, I just went past that the episode, bubble. That episode... John where Hamm, I wish, did more comedy. He shows up here and there and stuff because he's on like Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yep. And he's on this. That he's dude, always great on Saturday Night Live. Always, he can fucking be so funny. I... Again, just watching it, of course you think that because they're obviously having a good... He looks like he's having a blast doing it, mm-hmm. and I wonder if this is what he'd rather do. Yeah. But, like, when you're... Again, when you're that good looking, yeah. that's not what people want from you. And for the longest time, they tried to force him into being the leading man of movies, which yeah. his his movie career did not go anywhere. What was he... What, I can't even think of something yeah, he I mean, starred was, in. There was, like, a baseball movie. Right. Yeah, he, he never it never fit him. And I don't think he ever wanted that. It felt no. like, uh, but yeah, the bubble episode. I yeah. just watched that one. I thought that I was like, I, I was just kind of. I'd watch a couple at night um, through dinner. Obviously, more than a couple because I was like, because Robin asked me the other day what season I was on, and I said I'm, I don't know, somewhere in the middle of season two, and I'm like at the end of season three or something. Yeah. Uh, and but I don't think I've seen it past. There's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. It's like eight eight seasons, and yeah. they're all twenty episodes yeah, they're all each. Um, I don't think I made it past four or five. They're still familiar ones. So did she, have you gotten to the point where she starts dating, um, James Marsden? No. Oh. I don't know if I ever, uh, that doesn't oh. sound familiar to me at all. That's fun shit. Yeah. That's fun shit. Um, what's Wait. the one? He plays a food truck owner who, I can't remember what his name is, but he spells it weird, which of course gives yep. Jack all okay. Yeah, there are lots of good God lemons during during that run. <laughs> <laughs> He's just uh, he and uh, Jack and Selma Hayek have just broken up. Okay, I think for the last. So man, time. you're not even to the Martin. Um... The last episode I watched, actually, it, it was the end of season three because it's the 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 uh, the Alan Alda kidney uh, <laughs> thing with Mary J. Blige and uh, yeah. Adam Levine and all those people. That's the last episode I saw. Yep. So that's the season finale of season of uh, three. So. Yeah, because um, she she dates Matt Damon for a while. I don't think I ever is, remember that. Which is fucking awesome. Um, and then um, Martin, not Martin Sheen, not Martin Short, the Br- the British one, who's oh that Frodo, not Frodo, uh, no, nope, not, not him, um, Martin Freeman, Mark, nope. Um, he's in Frost Nixon and the Twilight movies and uh, Michael he, Sheen. That is Michael Sheen. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah, I think so. It doesn't sound right because you're like, no, that's Martin Sheen. No. no, there is a Michael Sheen. Yeah, but I think, I think that he's is him. the guy in uh, in because I, I was uh, I saw him. Well, not like I saw him at Tradewinds. Um, someone posted something 
the the scene in Twilight where they're attacking each other and whatever, yeah. or I think it's the last Twilight, and he's in that and gets his head cut off or whatever. And someone right? cinema has never topped this moment. <laughs> no, it's whatever. pretty brilliant. Uh, no, he uh, he uh, plays a love interest of Liz called and his name is Wesley Snipes. <laughs> this guy, yeah. And there, there is some great comedy. There's one time where it was like there are that. See now that sounds familiar. And he's like, "You'll never find another another man like me." And she's like, "There is literally another <laughs> Wesley Snipes." <laughs> and he's like, How, <coughs> "You look at the two of us and think which one of us is named Wesley Snipes." <laughs> uh, I want to see if I. Oh man, yeah. there was an update to Audacity, which I guess has added some cool tools, but uh, <laughs> I don't. I can't tell if we're too loud or not. It doesn't uh, seem. There's like no it. way. No way to know. Just turn it down if we are. No way. You've already turned it down. Yeah, right exactly. Now. There's there's just no way to find out. I guess I could turn us down a little bit. Yeah, but now you're gonna mess with people who just turned it all down. I know. Like, oh, I know. We can't hear them again. I know. Um, how did we get to there? Oh, we're I was talking re-watches. about what are all my my rewatches. Yeah, I um, haven't actually watched shit for movies this month. Like this is the weirdest October I've ever had. I've oh, it's also October, and yeah, you're not I th- watching. I much. think I've watched a total of six films. Really? Yeah. Let's go on. I'll rip through uh, some of the things I don't care about talking about that I've watched in the last month. I finished. I think it was the day, the last. Maybe it might have been like one of the last days. Oh no, of course it wasn't. This is my surgery day. I watched it when I got home from surgery. Um, I won't talk about surgery anymore. I know. <laughs> it's probably yeah. We get it, dude. Um. The Samaritan, the the uh, Amazon, um, with Sylvester Stallone. Oh yes, he's that's the right. Superhero. Yeah. Already forgotten it existed. Holy shit, that movie's bad. Like, which is too bad because it has a neat concept. It does, and it should it play even, into his old man strengths. It even has. I mean, it's a very telegraphed. I mean, you you know it's coming, kind of, but it's got kind of a great twist. It's just <laughs> the kid. Is I hate talking about I hate I hate talking down about young actors like but there's are, enough of them that are good. He sucks. Yeah, like it doesn't. And then also just the dialogue and the script itself is just brutal. And yeah. I'm not just talking dialogue. I'm also talking like, hey, let's put this scene in, and then let's do this one. Mm-hmm. I swear they let the twelve year old write it. It's the only thing that makes sense. A lot of times they'll there will there will be like whole scene. There's there was one whole scene, and it happened more than once, where at the end of it I actually paused. It was only like two minutes. Went back and watched the scene again, and like just asked myself, what was the point of that scene yeah. in this movie? And I couldn't think of one other than runtime. I st- I'm starting to think because I've seen a lot of aggressively mediocre films of late too. I think we're at the point where it's post-COVID, where people are like, fuck it, we need content. Greenlighting green everything. Green everything. And now we're seeing a glut, especially from... This feels the, like... Especially from the streaming services. Yeah, we're yeah. a glut of stuff where we're just like, did you just have money to burn so you made this? Yes. <laughs> this feels like it was greenlit just on the premise. Yeah, well, it's, it's a good premise. It's a solid is, sounding premise, and that's not a. It's not from anything, right? Is that an original thing, I or think is that it must be? Yeah. yeah. Uh, oof. I mean, it it was rough. Mm. Uh, that's as much as I want to talk about Samaritan. But I, it's the sort of thing. It's the sort of thing I almost recommend you watch <laughs> because it's so bad. I give out very few one and a half. If I was 
watching a lot of because right now I'm being very selective about what yeah. I watch because again since October because I've had man between like school has been fucking rough yes this year it has been very rough the kids have been quite challenging um I had soccer practice and or games like every day right to the point where I'm just like I'm getting home at like seven o'clock at night and I'm like I don't want to do anything. And a new Stephen King book out came out, and I'm like, you know, I want to read that. Yep. So I've been putting my, like, hour of quiet time of night to that instead of starting a movie. Yep. And, yeah, so my movie watching, it's been very do, okay, I need to watch this for whatever purpose. Yeah. So I watch it. Yeah. Normally by this point, what is today? Like the 15th, 16th? 16th. It's Connor's birthday. Happy birthday, kiddo. Today is? 16th. Oh, today's Sunday. I keep thinking yeah. it's Saturday. Yes, yeah, you're right. You're right. Right. And where I'm also looking yeah. at September. His birthday <laughs> technically started yesterday because no. he's in Poland. So ah, uh, right. <laughs> uh, so I wished him a happy birthday yesterday. So I'm like, no, today is his birthday here. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it was his birthday yesterday there. Yes. Uh, uh, but so by now, usually I'm like 25 movies in to my yeah. movie watching, and like I said, at yeah, at least, yeah, at least. So it's been very bizarre. You've gone over 60 multiple times, haven't you? Uh, my lowest. In the past four or five years, have been like forty-five. Yeah, and let me bring up my letterbox. I I, I know I'm not even. Have probably I six. watched more movies than you this month? You might have, which would be bad because I I didn't watch. Shit. Although uh, next week, because I I have my snip snap snip snap. Oh right. On Tuesday, and I'm taking Wednesday off as well, so uh, I'm going to be cranking stuff those few days. I have watched five movies this month. And only four have been horror movies. I've watched seven. And oh, if you count the last one I watched in September, you can kind of consider three of them horror. Mm. But not really. Sort of. Um, so Samaritan was was uh, back in September. And then I watched the Roundup, the Outlaws sequel. Yep. It was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no connection whatsoever to the first one other than... No, the main character. Yeah, uh, I even look. I I had to look to see if he, any of the other actors were even uh, the same. I watched In the Heat of the Night. That was awesome. Uh, I watched The Wild Bunch. It was fine. You watched? You seen The oh, Wild yeah, Bunch? Oh yeah, I've seen The Wild Bunch. Uh, it's fine. Yeah. Um, it's a solid western. Well, my problem with The Wild Bunch was they weren't the, really all that wild. Well, the last like twenty minutes with, with the huge gunfight, yeah, is both the best part of the movie. And the worst. Because mm-hmm. it's so over-the-top silly mm-hmm. that it's it kind of takes you out of it. But it's also awesome. Yeah, I mean, that was that was Peckinpah, if I remember correctly. Yes. And he'd, he'd also done around there Bonnie and Clyde. Yep. So he was known as the guy with the insanely violent ending. Yeah. And that's what this was. This was, like you said, pushing the standards as to what he could get through. Big time. Nowadays, it's just like... Oh yeah! Oh, it's it's it is. Yeah, that that hap- that's commonplace now. Yeah, it's, so it's not as I wouldn't call shocking it, or yeah, I wouldn't call it tame by comparison because yeah. with today's effects and squibs and stuff, it would have looked because it still looks cartoony and the, yeah. the blood doesn't look right and stuff. But they're also kind of overdoing it a little bit with the acting and. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, Everything is the best death scene of all time. You know, <laughs> yeah, they're all they're all waiting to get their Oscar moment yeah. on their death scene. Yeah. Um, so it was both good and bad for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, good way I, to check off a list, though. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I've been, I've, I've been trying to get through, or I am going through like those sixties and seventies. Yeah, I, I think that's what I'm going to do in November. I think I'm going to do like because 
I've got a ton of Criterion stuff on my shelf that I haven't watched yep. yet, and I'm like, maybe I'll just do like a Criterion month where I just watch nothing but really good shit. <laughs> Ooh, I had, which has kind of been my theme for the year. I fell off it a little bit lately, but my my uh, my my chart for what my scores are this year is heavily skewed in the fours mm-hmm. and fives, which I'm fine with. Um, <coughs> I had an idea <coughs> instead of uh, for what I might do next year, because we usually do, um, and we're very loose with our our categories or mm-hmm. what we do for each month and stuff. I was thinking instead of doing, cause I feel like I get burnout instead of doing, I'm just going to watch, I'm going to watch this, this month. And then this month we're going to watch like Westerns and then we're going to watch mm-hmm. Korean movies or whatever is pick a bunch of things and watch at least one of those a month. Pick like <laughs> 10 categories. Yeah. That's a good idea. Uh, yeah. And then just like watch. Cause I've pretty much watched, I think uh, we're in October and I've watched like 11 Westerns this mm-hmm. year. Um, so that's what so kind of... It's a good variety. Yeah, yeah. that way I yeah. don't get kind of burnt out on one thing. Um, and then the other thing was watching things before I was born. My pre-76 watch mm-hmm. list. Uh, so I watched uh, In the Heat of the Night and the Wild Bunch. And then Assault on pre 13. <laughs> that movie's awesome. I, I love that fucking movie so much. And it's it sucks that that doesn't get the attention. Because, I mean, he also did do, you know, Halloween and The Thing. Right. His 80s run was just fucking amazing. So people forget, like, Assault on Precinct. Thing. And that film is fucking awesome. It's it's the sort of thing that I knew it existed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if I could have told you it was John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had just never seen I knew there was a remake that people didn't like. Yeah, it was very bland. Who was in the remake? I forget. Ethan Hawke and um, Lawrence Fishburne. Okay. Uh... But man, it is so. You you only have to watch like the first five minutes, and you know exactly who made that movie. Yep. Like between the music and the everything, mm-hmm. the way that people act, it's it's just funny that you can pick it out uh, that easily. I think Robin's coming to visit us, so I'll pause. All right, Robin is off. Uh, she's going out for a lunch date. Um, we were talking about assault at precinct thirteen. Yeah, so uh, um, I really enjoyed it. I watched it in uh, in two sittings. Um, which is pretty good for me these mm-hmm. days. Uh, and uh, yeah, you, you immediately know it, it has that, a carpenter film. it has the feel, it's got the synth. Um, it's got the, how do I put it without it sounding like an insult? Cause it's not, the acting in it is not no, top it, notch. He, he knows, especially at that point, he's a grindhouse director. That right. Means, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. He, he's, He's playing to his strengths very much. Yeah. Um, for the for the premise, it, it feels like uh, like going in. You think, how are they going to fill? I don't know, whatever it is, a hundred minutes mm-hmm. with this and make it interesting. But it's paced really well. It yeah. happens in a pretty short. I mean, it's one night, um, but it goes wrong along at a pretty good clip. It never gets kind of old. Um, but yeah, it's it's a good it's a good time. Yeah, it's one of those films like if I ever got the chance to like schedule stuff for theaters, like yeah, I would like do a double bill of that in the Warriors. Yeah, and that would just be like it does have a very Warriors. Yeah, I'm like, what a great double feature that would be between the two of those because both take place in one night. Both is both are very grindhousey, but better. You know what I loved about it, and this just occurred to me. Um, it was kind of the Warriors thing that brought it up. I don't know why. Um, 
a lot of times uh, the thing that makes uh, like the thing that makes Jaws scary mm-hmm. is that you don't see the shark and you mm-hmm. don't. A lot of times you see from the shark's point of view and yeah. stuff like that. Um, there is no the the gang that's attacking is essentially just a faceless, nameless. Gang, you don't mm. you don't really meet any of the gang members. Yeah. You don't like get to know any of them. Yeah, you don't get their backstories, right? Or their friendships or, or, or any, any of them. their motivation. They are, they are just an army. Yeah, and there's no and there's also uh, no real motivation other than what gets them to the station, which is chasing down this guy who they've like the, the whole beginning with the murder and stuff was like it, it just seems like random acts of violence, mm-hmm. kind of like you would get. Um, uh, in any horror movie where the uh, where the the monster is a monster and it's and the thing that is scary is that it can't be reasoned with mm-hmm. and it acts without reason, that's what these guys are because mm-hmm. they they seemingly just randomly kill a guy with an ice cream van and like a ten year old girl. Like I that, texted you that when that happened scene. and oh. I was like, holy shit! There's like, a scene like that at the beginning of the new Halloween ends. Yeah, and you can tell it was. I mean, it's not a gunshot, but it's a. There's a scene where it's. I'm like, this is such an homage to Carpenter right yeah. here. They're just showing you right now. Anything's going in this movie. So I really, I, I really appreciate that uh, about that. Do you want to? Oh, that would be a good segue. Do you want to go right to Halloween? Yeah. Before I run down the rest yeah, of my um, crap. The new Halloween ends film, the third in the uh, the David Gordon Green trilogy. The first one I really, really, really liked. Second one, not as much. Third one, third one tried some very interesting shit. It kind of um, one of the, one of the people that I follow on like Letterbox and stuff made a good comparison. It is very much the um, oh Christ, the second in the new Star Wars trilogy. Oh, Last Jedi. Last Jedi. It very much Last Jedi's this. Where, As in changes, yeah, changes some shit, introduces a new character, but then it kind of jettisons that for the final act, which is very much Lori versus Michael. And part of me is like, oh, there's two very good movies here. If they if they ex- had just if they picked, had expanded on either, if one they had of picked them. with uh, stuck with one and yeah, because yeah. if if they had just done like. Because by the end, you're like, oh, I guess we're not going to get a... You're, you know, you're watching like, oh, I guess we're not going to get a Michael versus Laurie last stand kind of thing. But yeah. then you do. Yeah. And I can understand because people would have probably been upset if we didn't. Right. But then part of me is like, why did you introduce all that other shit only to kind of jettison it? Like, there's just a... Without giving sports, there's a few simple changes that if they had made, it would have really set them up for an interesting next film. And they did not do that. So it's... At what point do they stop naming these things like Halloween ends? Like, come on. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Yeah. We know exactly. that's not true. Exactly. You know some, somewhere down the way they will make another one. Yeah. And this could have really set it up. It reminded me a lot of, like, like Friday the 13th Part 5, where they kind of tried to get away from the Jason thing for a little bit with kind of a new thing, and it, then it didn't work, so they just like, well, what fuck What was it. 5? 5 was the one where Jason was dead, and... Um, the the EMT was behind the Jason mask. Okay, what was um, that one called? Fucking new beginning, new blood, new blood. Um, and this one it doesn't do the exact type of same, same thing, but it does try to set up something new. But then it just kind of dismisses it by the end. And, and it clears up that story that they were trying to do. And I'm like, that would have been a much interesting 
but much more interesting fit. beginning of your next movie yeah. than the end of this one. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of like what Ryan Johnson did with last with the last Skywalker or whatever, where Jedi. it was like last Jedi, yeah. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, Rise of Skywalker, Last Jedi, where it's like, oh, you've got some interesting things here. I don't know if the middle film was the place for this. Yeah. This is like, oh, this is some cool shit. The end of your trilogy is not the time to introduce this. Yeah. Like, if anything, you probably could have swapped part two and three. (laughs) And no one would have noticed? Well, except for the fact that Mike would be alive, because he is very definitively dead at the end of this one. Like, that's what I'm saying. But hasn't he been before? Oh, he is definitively dead. Okay. Like, he ain't coming back from this unless there's some magical reincarnation shit. Okay. Um, which, again, could very well happen. Well, is... I get... I get confused. Uh, does he have any... I don't know if mystical power. Like there have you know been, what I mean? There have been nods, especially the four, five, six trilogy. Yeah, there was like the the uh, the thorn, which were kind of a supernatural element to it. And this one, because like, isn't Jason supernatural by this point? Yeah. <laughs> well, he he was in part six, like reanimated by lightning, and is no longer killable, pretty much. Okay. Um, but Michael Myers isn't. There's. That. There's been some, but then it was also, like, pretty much tossed aside. But now it's kind of brought back. But again, um, okay, spoilers. Let's stop listening for the next minute. Um, in in this one, he... Uh, Wait, what if I want to watch it? I'm kidding. <laughs> in this one, he gets the Christine treatment. He's basically put through a metal grinder. Oh. Like, folded up, meat spewing everywhere. Right. Um, That's tough to come back from. It is tough to come back from. So, may, but what they have kind of put in this one is that that evil can enter other people, kind of. Because there is a side character in this that kind of for a while kills in order for Michael to become stronger again. I liked that aspect that maybe this uh, there could be another Michael Myers, like yep. another fucked up person who kind of takes it over. But then that kid gets dispatched at the end, before the end. So it's like, cool idea. You were in and out of that in 40 minutes. But they've left it open... That it could happen again. That it could happen again. Probably not with Jamie Lee. Um, but, again, you went without Jamie Lee for a good portion of like time. For, like, 20 years, from right? Two, from two... Yeah, for, like, almost 40 years. With a that one film in... 97? 97 or so, yeah. Because I actually went to that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember why, but I, well, I went with a bunch of people. Yeah. Because um, that was, like, a big deal. Oh, yeah, right? well, like, he, he that was, was a huge deal. He was dead. Yeah, right. Uh, you also watched another uh, uh, legacy film. Yeah, remote. there you go. Yeah. Uh, Hellraiser gave it the exact same score. Yep, for pretty much the exact same reasons. Yeah, some neat stuff in it. Um, Hell, the original Hellraiser is such a classic for me. And the would re- it surprise you the if I tell you I've never seen it? No. For Hellraiser to work, the Cenobites cannot be the antagonist. They just cannot be. What makes Hellraiser work, and he set it up in the first film, you need the humans to be the fucking evil ones. The Cenobites are just tools of evil. Explain Hellraiser to me. As briefly as, as you... Briefly as possible. All right. You don't have to go into... The in Cenobites depth. are like demons from another dimension okay. kind of thing, like a hell dimension. Is that what Pinhead is? Yes. Okay. That you, They're like... They call them often the priests of Leviathan, which is like another... like Almost like a Lovecraftian god thing. Okay. And 
you can call them using the lament configuration, the box. Okay. And they will give you exactly what you want because it's usually people who want pleasure or pain. Right. In ways you might not, you know, monkey's paw kind of way. Right. But they don't care. They're not on the side of good or evil. They just fucking are. Yeah. Their job is, oh, you have called us. We're going to put fucking hooks through your nipples now. Yeah. You asked. You either wanted it or you didn't realize you didn't want it, but too fucking late. Um, but with the first one, the uncle, un- the character Uncle Frank, was basically taken by the Cinebites. He was killed. Um, but not dead. And he- he's gone, but not dead. He's dead, but not gone. One of, you know, <laughs> mystical shit. Um, and his brother is living in, like, London with his daughter and his stepwife, blah, blah, blah. And the stepwife, the, the, the new wife was once in love with Uncle Frank and really kind of wants him. But he's dead. But he's dead. But they come into the possession of the box. And, you know, while moving shit into the attic, the the Frank's brother, like, gets caught on a nail and bleeds under the floor. And Frank starts coming back. But he need, there needs to be more, more death in order for him to come back. So the wife, who is in love with Uncle Frank, starts luring dudes back for sex and basically killing them so that Frank can gain more power so he eventually right. can come back to life. And then he then he takes over then he literally like slices the fucking face off the father and takes over his body type of thing. Oh. Um and it's all about he's trying to escape the hell that he's in, so the Cinnabites will eventually come looking for him because he has broken the pact. Um and that's him trying to basically avoid the Cinnabites while by giving them new new people. Like, okay, well, you want me? How about if I give you her instead? And they're like, fine, whatever. So that's what the Cenobites are. But this one... This one, they're kind of more the... They're the antagonists. Um, they did do some neat stuff, because in... it's It looks like a Rubik's Cube, but it can take on some different configurations. And they've always done that. This one really gets into what each configuration kind of means. So there's, like, lament... You know, pain, grief, all these other things. But in order to get... If you can get... Find your way through all six of the configurations to the very end, you will get whatever you want. Okay. And you can then pick, like, from, like... Another one's, like, resurrection. And, but in order to get from one configuration to the next, someone has to be sacrificed. And most of it, it's done unwittingly. Because you pick it up and, like, oh, look, a Rubik's Cube, you fuck around with it, it stabs yeah. you. Next thing, the Cenobites are there to take your fucking soul. <laughs> You thought you were having a good day. Yeah. You thought you found a Rubik's Cube on the ground. Yeah. In, instead, you're going to hell with, with hooks for your nipples and shit. That's funny. Um, <coughs> Not funny for the a lot. A lot of men have had issues with this one because the, fe- the, the uh, pinhead is now a female. Because, sorry, Doug Jones is like fucking 65. <laughs> he ain't doing it anymore. Um, there, there's redesigns. I fucking love the redesigns. They look great. But too much of this movie, there wasn't the human antagonist. So, I mean, it was one girl trying to, like, whose brother got caught up in all this, and so he's... But, and, and honestly, none of the protagonists were likable at all. So who is... Is the character still Pinhead? Yes. There's no Pinhead listed. It doesn't make any sense. Would it just be the priest? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because Pinhead is... I don't think he's ever, she's so ever decidedly... referred to as Pinhead, but... She's got pins sticking out yeah, of her yeah. fucking head. Yeah, uh, yeah. Clearly, there's she pins pin in her head. head. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The priest is, is a decidedly less cool name. Yeah. 
But that's because Pinhead's like the leader, so he would be like the priest of these acolytes. Right. <clears throat> there was some neat stuff. It, w- it was gruesome at times, It, but it wasn't remarkable. Much better than like the past like five sequels. And how many Hellraisers are there? Oh god, there's like nine, I think. Jesus. They they what happened was Miramax got the rights, and during the late nineties when when they had Dimension and they were just putting out like Children of the Corns. Yeah. It was like a joke every month they were putting out like a Children of the Corn or a Hellraiser. I actually have a DVD at home that is like twelve movies, and it's all Children of the Corn and Hellraiser pretty much. Nice. Yeah, with like phantoms thrown in. <laughs> Would it be Children of the Corns or Childrens of the of the Corn? Uh, you also, I didn't even know the Munsters was a thing. Oh yeah, it's Rob Zombie. Is it like the Munsters? Munsters? The well, Munsters? Munsters? Yeah. <coughs> Is it supposed to be like a gritty take on? The oh Munsters? no, no, it's PG. It's that because when that got announced, have you never seen the trailer? No. Pause. Okay. We need to watch the trailer. Huh. All right. Okay, we're back. You watched that whole thing? Yes. I can't... Okay, so we watched the trailer for the monsters. I can't... I don't get it. I don't... It doesn't even look like... It doesn't even look like it's a trailer for something. Do you know what I mean? Yes. No, it looks like an SNL parody. Yes! Yes. And here's the thing. What? It's not terrible. It looks fucking god-awful. Yeah. I don't know who he made it for. That's another thing. Because it's a PG movie. But the trailer itself comes out and says, House of a Thousand Corpses, Halloween, Devil's Rejects. It's like, Colin and Tilly would likely love that film. Because it's bright, it's colorful, it's stupid goofy. But House of a Thousand Corpses is not... Colin's not going to watch that and go, Oh, yeah, Rob Zombie, yeah, I'm in. I love that shit, man. The Firefly family? Yeah. Um, yeah, it didn't, it, it didn't it, feel like it was, it, it, it didn't look like it was an actual movie. But it is. And not only that, it's two hours of an actual movie. Oof. Yes. One of the reasons I only gave it two stars, because it, it's a prequel to the Munster show. Sure it, it's all about when Lily first meets Herman, and then when they move to America, and from Transylvania. There are two okay movies there. The film just kind of fucking ends. There is no arc for the movie. It's very episodic, almost like the TV show. Like, if this was four episodes of a TV show, I'd be like, hey, that's a pretty loving recreation of what The Monsters is. As a movie, it is a tough thing to sit through. I get Munsters and Adam's family uh, confused, uh, like the side characters. Who do Munsters have kids, right? They have a werewolf son... And a girl that looks normal. Okay. Yeah. And then Grandpa. Mm-hmm. Do they have like a cousin it or no. something? They don't have a they don't have a, a weird thing. So Adam's family is Fester and yeah. cousin Go- it and Gomez and Morticia and what's the what's the butler? Lurch. Lurch, yeah. Is that that's Adam's family. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Adam's family has the much more interesting cast of characters, but you know, that Monsters was Fred Gwynn as Herman Monster. Right. Um. Yeah, Fred Gwynn of Pet Cemetery fame, yes. um, and my cousin Vinny fame. And sometimes dead is better when it comes to the monsters. Um, I know that 
Zombie had wanted to do it in black and white, and the studio said no. So he's like, well, fuck it, I'm going to just go all out color. The film has... Once you get used to the fact that it looks like a TV special and not an actual movie... Yeah, like it, he had. I guess he did not have a very big budget for it, which like, shows. It is it. Everything that that I just saw is maybe it was intentional. Maybe that's being nice. Everything looks lit like a TV show. Yeah, and it, I lit it, like a sitcom. I think it is intentional because well, I think it, it was it, a poor it, choice, though. Yeah, um, but again, whatever budget he had, like and yeah. like the camera work is very straight on, two thirds shots, you know, type of yeah. shit like that. So, like um, a sitcom. Like a sitcom. I, I think he was lovingly trying to recreate the monsters. It's not going to do. Well, it's not going to do well with kids, um, especially because the references. Like, I don't know if you saw them in one of their. They were dressed as Sunny and Cher, and they sing "I Got You, Babe." Yeah. And there are a lot of jokes in there that I'm like, I am almost too young for that joke. Yeah, like so- that joke is geared towards my parents. Who are you expecting to watch this? Because, like, John and Barbara are not going to sit down and watch that movie. No. Uh, my mom is not going to sit down and watch that movie. No. The people who grew up with the Munsters aren't going to fucking watch that. And the jokes in it, like, that are geared towards, like, you know, Pixar will have the stuff where it's like, there's kids, and then they're like, oh, here's a joke that the adults will get. Yeah. This is almost a referential joke for the adults, but it's a 50-year-old fucking reference. So... And I can't tell when t- what time pla- in time and place it takes place in, other than like it feels like he's trying to go for the monsters' time period. So, but like at the 60s. same time, not so much. Where is this? Like, are you? Uh, uh, where is it? Is it streaming somewhere? Yes, it's Netflix. Okay, it went like straight to Netflix. Huh. Um, and it's already out on Blu-ray. Like I said. If it had been an hour and a half of one of those two storylines, like the Herman, because literally Lily and Herman get married about an hour into it. Yeah. And then there's, oh, how are they going to move to the U.S.? Right. And get in with their neighbors. There there are two separate films there. Very separate films. And it just fucking ends. And you're like, we're like, that. that's the end of the movie? Like, okay. Um... It's so a weird, is. weird experiment that isn't as bad as everyone figured it was going to be, but it is not something I'm going to rewatch. Well, it's almost the sort of thing that... It's made for no one. That only you would watch. Yeah. Yeah. Like, not that there's not a lot of you, but it's a... It's, it's geared a, towards horror fans who... Will kind of ironically watch this. Who kind of ironically will watch it and then go, why did I fucking watch that? Yeah. That's not a recipe to make a lot of money and it's definitely, like, it never, I don't think it, maybe it was on the top ten Netflix one day. Like, the day it came out. And just in general, and this goes back to the how old the references are, you're also not bringing in, the Munsters is not a big enough or recent enough thing to bring anyone in to be like, I'm going to watch this Simply because it is the monsters. Yeah, because I mean, at least with like the Adams family, yeah. you had those movies in the nineties, right? You've had the cartoon a few years ago, the animated right. one. You've got they've people... always, you know, they've they've always been at least kind of in the zeitgeist a little bit. Monsters en- has not. well en- enough so that uh, enough 
so that whatever every generation has something in the back of their yeah. head from Adam's family. Well, just the stuff that's like been talked about with like the new, the more recent Adam's family stuff that's coming out with the uh, Wednesday, Wednesday show. Yeah. They're like, is it a well, show or a movie? Netflix show. And they're like, oh, well, Louise Guzman is no Raul Julia. Yeah. Well, guess what? Raul Julia was no John Aston. Right. Like it's right. There is no intermediate step in there for people our age. Right. And. There's no cartoon for the kids who right. watched it a few years ago. So it is really a film for Rob Zombie and Rob Zombie alone. Yeah. See, and that's why it almost would have made more sense. And maybe they couldn't get the license and, mm. and, and gone like real dark with it. That would be the only thing that yeah. I would think would have made it more interesting or given it a wider audience because yeah, then, then horror take. fans would have been yeah. like, I'm in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, making it like kid friendly and yeah, I, I kid friendly for kids that aren't going to watch. Cause I, like I told right. uh, one of my video monsters guys who has like a 12 year old kid. I'm like, show him. He might like it. Maybe I'll have Colin watch it. Just... Yeah. See what Colin thinks of it. Cause it, it's kind of goofy and you know, it's got that kid humor to it. A lot of slapsticky bullshit. Yeah. Where you're like, <laughs> That's funny. But then you're like, oh, I forget. All right. like, And it was one of those things where it's like, a lot of the horror forums that I'm on on Facebook and stuff, there was like the, the hate for it, and then like nothing. Like, yeah. There was like three yeah. days of, this fucking sucks, what the hell, and then... Yeah, like it's not even on. worth talking about. <laughs> yeah, after three days we're like, yeah, we get it, it sucked. Yeah. Let's move on to something else. Because then thankfully we had Hellraiser. And now we've got Halloween ends. Yeah, there's always uh, something for them to bitch. About. Well, you talked about how you didn't, you haven't watched much, but everything you, almost everything you've watched has been new stuff. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna just real quick skip skip over the one that you gave the highest score to of this month. Excuse me. Um, you also saw Mr. Harrigan's phone, mm -hmm. which was also kind of. I think when we did talk about it before, I don't know if we talked about it on here or just in general. Um, that it's also kind of in a medium place. I think we just yeah. talked about it once at, at when I came into the building. Yeah, it's very much Dolores in the Dolores Claiborne type of Stephen King film, where right. it's not scary. You know, it's more about the human drama of like being a kid and what it's like to deal with grieving and loss. So there's no there's no Pennywise. Yeah. You know, there's no sometimes dead is better. Yeah. So. It's, it's while it is a good, it's much like 1922, where it's good, but it's not going to get talked about. It's it'll come out, it'll do its stuff. We won't talk about it ten years from now. 1922, though, um, and maybe this is the way the story is because I haven't read the story. Because um, this is uh, like a PG-13 ish, right? Yeah, I. I think it is. Yeah. PG-13. Um, yeah, PG-13, yeah. Because there's, no, there's nothing, like, super grotesque. Yeah. Or, it's basically what it's like to be a, you know, your, your, your mom died when you were young and you're bullied in high school. Yeah. What, you know, what's that like? Huh. Um, the one that you did, that your highest rated uh, so far of the month is, I'm going to get back to it. Short Bus. Short Bus. <laughs> what is Short Which Bus? Which is not new. No, from 2006. That one, it's, that one is a film you can't believe you're fucking watching as you're watching it. Um, it was the follow-up film from John Cameron Mitchell to... Um, 
Christ, Hedwig's, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Okay. Um, if you thought Hedwig and the Angry Inch just wasn't, was a little too subtle, with, with like, a lot of its gay themes and stuff like that, then this is the film for you. Because literally the film starts with a dude trying to suck his own cock and coming on his face. Nice. And it's real. No special effects. There is good. so much... Good for him, then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're like... And, like, then you zoom back and you see a guy in another... Like, it takes place in New York. And then you see another guy videotaping the whole thing through his camera. You know, it's... <laughs> it's a... It is the purest definition of a fucking art house film about gay cowboys eating pudding type mm. of thing, you know? Um, it is an outstanding film, though, when it comes to about trying to understand where you belong in the world, especially if you're not in the mainstream. Like, if you're LGBTQ or an artist, it's all about that trying to find your place with other freaks and weirdos. Right. Um, and there is so much dick <laughs> in this film. So many... I mean, like, there's... Like, r even the director of the film, he's, like, during the Q&A at the end, he's like, well, you know when that guy was sitting on the couch and another guy was eating this woman's pussy right next to him? That was me eating the pussy. First time I've ever eaten pussy in my whole life. <laughs> So I can now say it because it's on camera. Like, and you're like, yep. Okay. That was in there. Um, like, yeah, the sex is v not simulated at <coughs> all. Um, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a great film. It really is. But it's one of those, I'm like, I'll watch that like every 10 years. Yeah. Because <laughs> even, even Andrew was like, and they were showing this in theaters? <laughs> I'm like, yep. She's like, Probably wasn't at Bangor, though. But oddly enough, it, when it did it got its 4K re-release, it did play at Railroad Square. Oh, really? And I could just picture, like, the oldie... Because there's a lot of old people that go to that theater that, like, go and see every film. Every, you know, documentary right. about fucking fishing and shit like that. They go to these films, too. And I'm just like, I wish I could have been there just to watch the opening sequence to see how many people walk the fuck out after that. Because <laughs> really, after a guy comes on his own face, like, he's literally, like, on his shoulders with his legs over his head, trying to suck his own dick mm. and coming... Oh, and then he cries after it happens. <laughs> it's like, it I want to know who, how many people walked out after that moment, because that, that right there, that sets a tone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's what we call a tone setter. Yeah. Uh... You talk about your your so far week October. You watched a shitload in September. Was it all King? Yeah, pretty much. How many were there? Don't do it, Lester. This one they're fucking around in my jars. Ooh. Yeah, that's right, buddy. Uh, it was almost all King last month. Yeah, looks like it. Children of the Corn, six six six. Isaac's Return. Yeah, that was bad. You watched 1922 again. Mm. Holy I shit. I love, I love 1922. God, I wish that film would get a fucking DVD or Blu-ray release or something. Yes, that's a good movie. That film is so good. Every, and every time I watch it, I'm like, I can't believe this fucking film got forgotten. It's also, um, and I know this doesn't always work with King, but in this case it does. It's very faithful. Yeah. Like, like it's almost like the, the story was the mm -hmm. script. And they just, just do this. Yeah, what it and says they did, on, and it worked. Yeah. Um, Doctor Sleep I've never rewatched because it's so fucking long. Uh, isn't it almost three hours? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, I found this out fucking Thursday. Mike Flanagan was in Bangor this weekend. Oh, he was. Yeah, they did. You know, the King Cast podcast. They did what was called a banger in Bangor, where they went to the um, arts ex Bangor Arts Exchange and did a live podcast with fucking Flanagan and his wife. <sighs> Tickets were sold out months ago. Hmm. 
Because, again, Bangor Art Exchange seats about 150. Yeah. But people came, like, from fucking all over. Because I started following it on Twitter. And I was just like... Because I follow Flanagan. And on Thursday, he just, like... He, he had to have been... From the view, he had to have been staying at the hotel at the casino. Yeah. And he's like, we're in Bangor. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Why is Mike Flanagan in fucking Bangor? But I know King's been in town. Because another one of my old co-workers was out walking the dog and, like, ran into him. Yeah. Took pictures and shit, so I'm like, I'm sure they had a little get together and whatnot. But I was just like, fucking Flanagan is speaking in Bangor, and I missed it. Because again, didn't know about it. I didn't know about it unless you listen to that podcast or probably there might have been signs like posted like in Bangor, but I didn't fucking know about it because it was only like thirty five bucks. Or you could have like gotten a deluxe one where you could have gone on the SK tour with Flanagan. Oh yeah, I'm like that would have been actually kind of fun. I bet. Bit touristy. It's very touristy. Um, very touristy. I mean, it's informative, but like, if you're a fan of King, you know all this shit anyway. Yeah. You don't have to pay someone to do it. <laughs> like, I'll fucking take you to it. <laughs> I'll take you to all those spots and a couple different ones. Uh, Tommy Knocker's pretty bad still. Oh God, yes. Nothing like making a a, a worse movie from an incoherent book. Mm-hmm. Same with Dreamcatcher. Uh, I never read or saw Dreamcatcher. Dreamcatcher stuns me that it's because it's, it's scripted by William Goldman. It's got an awesome cast. Oh, too, it's right? scripted by William Goldman and directed yeah. by Lawrence Kasdan. Jesus. Yeah, this should have been an Oscar caliber film. It is. Why not. did they choose that project if all these people were going to work together on a Stephen King project? Yeah. Why didn't they choose almost anything yeah. else? Why, why not take one of the most incoherent books that he admittedly wrote while on painkillers? <laughs> I mean, Dreamcatcher is one. Um, I did finish Tommy Knockers, but I never finished Dreamcatcher. I started it and then realized this is not great. Yeah, I couldn't fucking do it. Yeah. And then I've I've never seen the movie, obviously. But yeah, uh, yeah, Morgan Freeman, Thomas Jane, Jason Lee, Damian Lewis, uh, Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, Sizemore. I guess pre. Uh, yeah, this would have been pre. Yeah. Going off the fucking And Morgan deep end. Freeman is the baddest of badasses. Uh, Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah, he plays Duddens. I mean, he's at least a name. Um, yeah, brutal stuff. Uh, the new Carrie is not good. Eh. What's. Is I, don't think that, that I don't know if that was the new one. I think that might have been the TV one I watched. Yeah, that was the TV okay. one. It was fine. Uh, but again, the original is so brilliant that I don't know why people even keep trying to remake it. Like, that film is perfect. Fucking leave it alone. Well, because they know it'll make money. Um, what was the other one that I was... That one, though, I found out was actually originally... That was supposed to be a pilot for a Carrie TV show. How would you do that exactly? Well, she escapes to Mexico at the end. Okay. And it was but then, and but it was then what? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, and I think that's why we then never what? got it. Some things, some things also need to be left alone. Uh, the story's over. Yep. That's all there is to it. We don't need any more. Like Firestarter uh, 2, it's not going to go anywhere you want it to go. You ended your King Month with Green Mile, mm-hmm. uh, which is another one of those... Uh, that film is so fucking perfect. It is, isn't it? It really um, is. <laughs> that's another one that I I watched once years ago. Uh, I I'm I have this category in my head now that, that I think happens after 40 uh, of... Uh, uh, what's the other one that's in it? The the Fincher one, the Zodiac, mm-hmm. where you watched it twenty years ago or whatever, and don't fucking get mad at me if it was like you're, sixteen no, you're, or you're something. Pre- no, it was thirty. It was it was ninety nine, for so it was like t- over twenty years ago for a Green Mile, and then 
Zodiac was like 2001 or two. Okay, I'll take that yeah. then. Um, that I saw once, I know I liked it, mm -hmm. but then you watch it again, that I've watched again recently, and like, oh my god, that movie's fucking... Yeah, that, like, that film was a masterpiece. Yeah. Um, so Green Mile fits fits yeah. uh, firmly in that category. Um, yeah. That is a wonderful movie. Yeah. Um, yeah the I, reason I watched as many as I could during September is because Video Monsters were doing a, a, a King retrospective. Yeah. And we've been bringing on all these guests and stuff to talk about it with us. So I've been, I tried to get a lot of those out of the way, but Jesus. On Tuesday, we're going to be discussing the Tommyknockers. <laughs> Not the Tommyknockers. I take it back. The Langoliers. Oh, that's almost worse. I And the thing is, the guy who recommended it had never seen it. So part of me is like, oh, fuck you, buddy. That doesn't seem right. That, that, that shouldn't be yeah. allowed. Uh, yeah, because yeah, at I'm like, least... I'm not rewatching it. I'm just not going to. At least the Tommyknockers is interesting. Yeah. There are some themes in that that are... Kind of, the whole premise it. is kind of cool. Jimmy Smits and Marge Helgen. I mean, there's some good people in it too. I'm, oh, I say that the Langoliers does have Bronson Pinchot and David Morse, but they are not doing their best work. <laughs> there's, no, there's no Balky. Yeah, and it is not Green Mile, David Morse. Um, yeah, that film is just a disaster. That miniseries was, and this is the thing I always tell them. And David Morse has been in some shit too. Yeah. When we because we talked about the Langoliers, and I'm like, listen, guys. Bangor is a town where shit happens. Nothing happens here. So t anytime like anything Stephen King does something that takes place in Bangor, yeah. it's a fucking big deal. Right. If you go to the Bangor International Airport where this movie was fucking filmed, part of it, there is not one thing saying Langoliers. Langoliers was shot here. Yeah. Nothing. No, like on this is the spot where this scene took place. There is fucking nothing. It's like even the people of Bangor who were in this film, because like my buddy Matt's parents were in it. They don't even fucking bring it up. See now, uh, but it is a very main thing to not be impressed by something like that. Yeah. And not, I mean, it's a big deal at the time, and then we're just kind of over but, it. But, like, at least, like, in an airport, that's something that's touristy. Sure, yeah. Like, you'd no, be yeah, like, oh, true. hey, you're flying into BAI? This is where that Stephen King film movie was filmed. Yeah. We don't even get that. Because, like, people at least come to see the fucking standpipe. Yeah, which that's is true, and you know the the Bunyan statue yeah. because it was in a King movie, right? No one gives a fuck that BIA was in the fucking Langoliers, right? Well, because it sucks. Because it, it, if it, it was suck. good, it is suck. It sucks, and it's three hours of suck. If it is it really? It's three hours. Oof. Yeah, because uh, it feels every fucking second of that three hours. <laughs> like, the least of... Uh, if if, you, if your movie is good, uh, or if it's something people love, then the littlest nod, people will go, oh, that's cool. Like, yeah. like this is the urinal that fucking Tom Cruise bashed someone's head into. Yeah, and people <laughs> know. Oh, this whatever. is the hill you stand on, and that's the shot that was in the, f the funeral scene in Pet Cemetery. Yeah. That's where Stephen King was standing in that. Yeah. They'll at least recognize that shit. But if you're, but if no one likes your thing, the fucking Stanley Hotel in Colorado was nothing but exterior shots for fuck's sake for The Shining. Right. Well, yeah. And people go and have Shining shit there. Right. But, That's kind of funny. But no one wants anything to do with the history of the Langoliers. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the. Uh... And it's and it's going to be a very interesting because we do we do our little tournament punch out thing every year. Yep. Every month, and we're so we're, this one because the films are already picked by the guests. We're just doing what are what what are the best Stephen King films. 
And it's going to be very interesting because, like, Nathan is very much the grindhousey guy. Yeah. He loves the schlock. Like, he's all into the mangler. Yeah. Shit like that. Where Eric is very much like, um, if fucking Green Mile or Shawshank or the, you know, Stand By Me does not top this list. Well, see, so that's. This is problematic. So that is me. Yeah. I'm and, on the. And I'm very much, I can go, I can swing yeah. both ways. So a lot of times when we do the shit, I'm the swing vote. I feel right. very powerful. I am, <laughs> I, I am the Steve, the Mnuchin <laughs> of this group. Mansion. Mansion, yeah, yeah. Mansion of this group. Yeah, Mnuchin's different. Now. Mnuchin probably produced half the shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I would be firmly in that camp of the the snobby. Because me, I'm like, yeah, I fucking love the Green Mile, but I'm sorry, Christine is better for me. I'm bringing it back to Carpenter. Struggling with that. Yeah, and that's uh. I, I understand why. <laughs> but for me, I'm like, I don't know what it is about that fucking film. I just love it. But yeah, my biggest problem is the 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 back to school guy. I fucking cannot stand him in anything. Uh, I can't even think of what his name is. Keith, uh, Dave, Keith Gordon. I haven't even bothered to learn the man's name. That's yeah, how much Keith I dislike Gordon. him. I don't like him in anything he's ever been in. Yeah, which is uh, why he's now a director. <laughs> I, we talked about yeah. this, I think, before, and you told me that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so I would that, be. So that punch out is going to be very, very interesting because it's going to be a whole lot of n- no, really, fucking Sleepwalkers is a better film than Shawshank. For me, like Green Mile would be way up there. Mm-hmm. The Shining, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doctor Sleep and It, definitely. Mm-hmm. I still haven't even seen Gerald's Game. Uh, 1922 would be up there. Um, the Mist. Yeah, we're like we're fully expecting Nathan to make a strong argument about the Lawnmower Man. We're fully <laughs> expecting it. <laughs> Which does not uh, remotely follow no. anything in the book. No. It has less to do with the Lawnmower Man than the Running Man does Did you know with there the Running a, Man. A comic adaptation of the of uh, Lawnmower Man? No. Yeah. No. I found it. Like it's in by Marvel, it's in like a Marvel prestige shot. Is of like it a couple, uh, and it's, I think it's like Bernie writes in art again. Is it um, following the movie the, universe the or the book? The Interesting. Book. Yeah. How do you do that again? I mean, that's just. I mean, the the story is. Yeah. It's pretty short, isn't it? Yeah, it's very short, and it's just a it's pretty much just a naked dude, dude eating, grass. eating grass and has yeah. grass in his teeth, and his teeth are green, and there's yep. grass, and he's and it's weird. He's drooling green, and that's yeah, pretty much the whole thing. And it just makes the guy feel weird. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, my buddy Chris found one in like a Marvel fanfare or some shit. I'm like, I need to, and I found I mean, it online for like. Twenty bucks. I know that we have we've talked about before about like the movie that. Well, there's just not much to the story, so it's not really you can't really. They're just using the name, yeah. Uh, so, but you can't really get mad because there isn't there's not much there, yeah. So there's not that much there for a movie, much less. I mean, the comic, comic the comic is only like twelve pages, <laughs> and is there just one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Then I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. It, it appears okay with, there's that. a couple other stories in the issue. So okay. it's like an anthology type thing. But again, it's like, is this the only one he would let someone do? Like, or is this the one that they could, like, well, you could do this one, but it's kind of cost you, you know, 50000 to license it. Right. Or or you can just have a lot more, man. <laughs> just take it. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm okay with that then. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it actually kind of makes it a cool little... Um, yeah. Collectible, it, and it, well, I was like, "Wow, this I, I I I don't know how I didn't know it. It didn't exist." Creepshow two, I don't know that I even saw. Creepshow two Maybe has the raft. Oh, then yeah, I've seen Creepshow two. I've seen Creepshow two recently. Yeah, because I watched. Why did I read the raft? Why did I watch the raft? I don't know. 
It was something that we did. Yeah, because... Oh, it might have been for our, one of our King months. Because, yeah, because that's got the story with the hitchhiker, which drives me fucking nuts, because they filmed it in Bangor. But the way the car is going and the way the road signs are going, I'm like, you are not going towards Dexter. Because, like, they drive around downtown, like, four times. Yeah. Uh, and then they head towards Brewer. Which, I mean, technically it could happen. Because you could then get on the highway and head towards Dexter. <laughs> it think, is. I don't think anyone outside Bangor gives a shit. <laughs> oh, no, exactly. No one who doesn't live there. But, like, for me, I'm like, why didn't they just keep going up Main Street? Because it's not the, as... The interstate exit's right there. Because probably uh, there was construction going on or something. <laughs> yeah, like, or, no. they, or the city was like, no, you can go from here to here, and that's fucking it. Yeah. And you can do it one day. <laughs> and they did it. It shot all at night, too. So yeah. So it was like... So, yeah, I was like, oh, cool, I know where that is. That's... That, that's like it was taken from the, you know, across the condos up in that building. Yes, okay, so oh, I, I have... they going to Brewer? I've oh, seen this nope, recently. Nope, they're not in Brewer anymore. They're back in downtown. Oh, now they're back to Brewer again. Oh, but now they're almost in Dexter. Okay. Yeah, so I have seen that recently because I did... We, man, what did... I don't remember why that... What, what book is the raft in? Night Shift? It's yeah. Night Shift or Skeleton Crew. It's one of the earlier ones. Yeah. Yeah, we did this for some reason. We watched this a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. or I watched it for something we were doing because I read the story and then watched. Uh, and you told me that it was in that. It's kind of coming back to me now. Mm -hmm. um, so mine, uh, Solemn Precinct Thirteen. I, I the next one I watched was Nope, which I want to press pause on for a second. Um, that was the last one I watched in September. In October, I watched Reign of Fire. That was one of I those love ones. That fucking movie. I just never fucking seen it. I love that movie. Um, it's such a fun. Like, it's literally pretty good. They're like Matt McConaughey. Can you do every macho stereotype in one film? Yes, you Big can. Big time. Yes. Oh, you're muscular. Oh, you've got tattoos. Oh, you're gonna chew a cigar. Oh, your head is shaved. shaved. Got the goatee. Did he have a goatee? I think uh, so. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It, like every little. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, it, which is. The reason that I had just never watched it, like, because it looks ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but it's fun. It's quite good. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you have McConaughey and Christian Bale. They're yeah. at least going to make something out yeah. of it. And Gerard Butler. Yeah. Uh, oh, jeez, I forgot he was in For a minute. Too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's pretty good. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's 2002. So all of these people, well, except for McConaughey, uh, Bale is not widely known. No. Um, this is still, like, this is, like, right after American Psycho. Yeah. Um... And Gerard Butler wouldn't be widely known. No, he wouldn't be known at all at this point because um, he didn't get really known until 300. Right, which was like so this is just still few, quite a few years away. When was 300? 2006 or so, something like that. Yeah, uh, or eight. Um, it's quite good. In the uh, so, what has happened in this is uh, um, dragons have been awoken. Yeah, uh, there's some construction in the going on in the modern on. world. Yes, in London. the 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 interesting thing is uh, watching it in 2022 is the it starts out it's it's current day then which is 2002 yeah um the movie actually takes place in 2022 yeah uh, i didn't know oh, that yeah. when i started watching yeah. it but yeah so it, the movie takes place today uh but was made in in uh, 2002 when the world ends because yeah. dragons and people are, are like huddled in castles and shit yeah. because that they, they don't burn. burn right yeah so, at least not as easily yeah um yeah, it's pretty, and it takes place there. The leader of the group is Christian Bale, who is the kid who actually discovered the dragons because his mother was an engineer on subway tunnel that was being built that drilled into a dragon lair. Uh, 
this sounds ridiculous. It is, yeah. but it's also it's it was, earn, but it's earnest. Yeah, it yeah. is. Um, and the whole thing is uh, Matthew McConaughey's character is like a he's Sergeant Rock. Yeah, I mean, literally, he's standing on a tank at one scene. You know. <laughs> yes. Um, and, and they're basically dragon hunters, yeah. and they've they have tracked the 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 whole premise is that there's only one male, and all the ones that burned the world were females. Um, so they were tracking the one male, which is happened to be the one that Christian Bale woke up uh, in the first place. So that's the premise of the movie, and people get burned, and yeah. dragons get slayed, and it's just Great a good time. Great reenactment of Star Wars. The oh yes, big time. Um, the funny thing is, spoilers for a 2002 movie, the thing that I did know about the movie is from the trailer, uh, um, McConaughey jumping with the axe. Mm-hmm. That's the, the the big shot of the trailer. That's the only thing I had in my head for what this movie even was. It is literally his death scene. Yeah. He is jumping into the mouth of a dragon. Yeah. Who, like, he, his big super explosive jump with the axe does nothing. Yeah. Accomplishes nothing. He immediately gets eaten. Mm-hmm. I found that funny. I did too. No, uh, that movie, it's like, is, that it's like, movie is such a hidden gem. It is. That people missed. Because unless... I, I saw it because I worked at a video store at the time. Yeah. And I had a free rental. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck it, I'll watch that. Why not? Um, I can't believe it didn't get discovered more during Game of Thrones. Because I figured, oh, dragons, dragons. But then again... Well, that's another thing. Uh, for 2002... They look great. It looks pretty good. Yeah. Now, there's not a lot of it. Yeah. Um... Which uh, kind of goes back to the Jaws thing, where, uh, you know, maybe... Now, in this case, the less is more was because less costs way less money. Yeah, You uh, saw the aftermath of dragon attacks more than anything else. Right. Um, and it was the threat of the dragon that was, mm-hmm. not scary, but gave the, gave the movie tension. Yeah. Um, but when you did see them, they look really good. Mm-hmm. And this, I kept telling myself, my God, this is 20 years old. Yep. And it just, it's kind of like... Not like, yeah, it, not like it, Jurassic Park, it's out but there, I mean, but it's out there around the same time as the fucking Scorpion King. Yes, <laughs> the, yeah, it's it, yeah. That's that's a good point because this was a time period where uh, Hollywood thought they were better with CG than they were. Yeah, and some shit looked way worse than mm-hmm. it had even ten years previous. Yeah, uh, Jurassic Park looked better than most things. Yeah. I mean, Jurassic Park still holds up pretty well today, mm-hmm. um, but. Yeah, this was a time of awkward and, and a lot of times yeah. awful Oh, we can put 10 CG. million towards this. It'll look fine. Yeah. No, 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 it will not. But this actually did. Um, yeah, I love that. Christ, now I want to go home and rewatch it. Tilly and I rewatch. It's on Amazon Prime. Okay. I'm curious. Uh, I have the DVD. I, I might have the Blu-ray. I don't know. I know I have at least the DVD. That's when I want to see, like, get a nice special edition. Yeah, I watched it on Amazon. Um, and I did this, uh, there's, there's a couple movies that are, uh, kind of on my, in the back of my head that I, uh, that are in that neighborhood of ones that were kind of not a blockbuster, but like that type of movie that I just never saw. Uh, Tilly and I rewatched the folklore, uh, the Taylor Swift special. That was good. Mm. Uh, again, rewatched the host. Um, that movie's good. The host. Bong. Oh, the Bong Juho. Yeah. Um, Watched The Gray Man. Now, this does have a comic origin, correct? Is The Gray Man a comic book? I don't know. Or like a graphic novel series. It might be one that I've never read, but... Uh, It could have been good. It could have been... 
it's going to be a series. Um, there's going to be another yeah. one. Uh, it is... Uh, I should explain what it is if people don't know. Ryan Gosling and Chris Because it's already Evans. gone from public attention. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, well, when I mentioned it to you that I had watched it, you were like, which one is that? And it was only like a month old. Yep. That's how bad. Um, it's Russo Brothers. It's Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans. I think the problem is... It is, people think it's going to be a gritty assassin spy type movie. Mm -hmm. But what it really is, is a cross between James Bond level and not necessarily, uh, well, no, I guess it could be. I was going to say not even quite uh, to the level of of the Daniel Craig grittiness Bond Mm -hmm. and Winter Soldier. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fine. I will. I will gladly watch another one. Well, gladly is maybe in it. <laughs> maybe pushing it with gladly. You I will. will. I will watch the next one because um, it kind of feels like the sort of thing where they might figure out some of the weird tonal yeah. issues that it had. Um, but it's tough to tell with like Netflix too, because we don't ever see. Like, you know if a movie's in the theater and it makes $100 million, it's probably getting a sequel. Yeah. With yeah, Netflix, it's tough with Netflix. With Netflix, you're like... Because, like, they still haven't announced a Sandman season two yet. Yeah. And, and they they don't and release... I don't, and I don't know if they will at this point, because it's like, you should already be fucking making it. They don't really shit no. for information either. And the, the thing with, like, Sandman, and I think we talked about this last yeah. time we talked about Sandman, was... It's not like Friends. Mm-hmm. You're not getting, you know, the 19-year-old... That's just watching it on repeat. Yeah. And watching every episode and then starting right again from the beginning. Yeah. You're watching it. You're like, oh, that was awesome. Can't wait for the next one. But I mean, you're not. No, but because you're then watching the next new thing. Right. The next new thing. Um, and that's. I still feel like we're on the verge of seeing a lot of streaming die out because I of am this too. model. Yes. Because, like, Andrew and I were talking about the other day. Like, there's just. I mean, we've talked about it countless times. There's so much we want to watch right now. Yeah. And we're like. Or we could just watch the next episode of Top Chef. Yeah. And or I can watch yeah. three seasons of 30 Rock. In yeah, exactly. And like I have every, not... every night when I go to bed, I'm either watching through The Office or yep. Parks and Rec or Superstore, and I'm just letting it go. And then the next morning, I, would, I you know shut off my phone, start wherever I left off the next day. Like, yeah. Oh, I missed a season half? Doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm not... Yeah. I'm going to watch that, that new season of something... And then not even going to think about it probably until the next season because you're going to throw so much more at me. And eventually this model's got to end. <laughs> yeah. It is a weird thing. I really want to watch Andor. Have not. Yeah, I have. And I've heard, I've heard it's very... Like, from the people who really loved Rogue One, they're yeah. like, this is the... Like, a couple of the people I listen to, they're like, this is the best Star Wars property, period. Well, that's this what... Lon, is Lon Harris is... Uh, I like... We have a lot of similar... Mm-hmm. So I, I, I value his opinion. Yeah. He's a writer on Screen Junkies, if you don't know. Um, this is his favorite Star Wars property. Yeah, and John since, Roca, since one Rogue, of the guys that I since to Rogue is One, is very similar. Where he's like, they just make this show for the rest of my life. I don't care if they do another Star Wars thing ever. Yeah, this is that good. Um, I haven't finished She Hulk, but again, that show was not made for me. I know the ending has pissed off people, though. Yeah, I've heard. It, I have heard like it literally. From what I've heard, she. And this, she breaks the fourth wall and comes into our universe and starts shitting on Marvel fanboys. Which I'm like, 
awesome. But yeah, you're, you're going after the dude bros, so of course the dude bros are going to rage. Yeah. And, and they are. And part of that is like... Uh, you want you want to like something more because it pisses people like that off. Yeah. And then you're but then I'll watch an episode and be like Yeah, I guess. It's, yeah, it's it's fun. It's good. I mean it's not reinventing anything new for me. No. But it's Are you did you watch the whole thing? No, I still haven't watched it. Yeah. And that's the thing. I'm only in like episode three. I'm like six episodes yeah, me too. behind. Yeah. I think I think because again, the there's just not enough time to watch everything I want to watch. Now Tilly likes it. So it it is at least something that because uh, most things are, I either watch it by myself, watch it with just Robin, or, um, well, that's most things. Because, mm-hmm. like, the kids just won't stick around for, even stuff that's not, not for kids, but, yeah. like, that they can watch, they just don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Tilly will, when she knows we're watching that, she'll come in and watch it. Um, what's the other, is the Werewolf by Night a series or a No, movie? that was just a one shot. Okay. I've heard that actually has turned out very well. Yes, that's what I heard. I didn't even know it was a thing. Yeah, it just kind of dropped. Um, so is it like, but it's not like feature length? No, <laughs> I guess it's like a, like like almost like a, a Halloween special episode oh, type okay. of thing. Gotcha. Um, and it's directed by Michael Giacchino, the, the the guy who does musical scores. Like I go to the store for, score for Lost and shit. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to watch that. Yeah, it was 52 minutes. Huh. Um, but anyway, The Gray Man. So just listen to the the premise of it and think of it in as a franchise. Uh, so Ryan Gosling's character went to prison for murdering his father when he was like 16. Mm-hmm. And the whole premise of this is Billy Bob Thornton's character, who is a CIA recruiter, who recruits gray men, which are, they can do the things, they're completely off-grid, they're not on any list, they're not, uh, they're not, um, they don't have families. They, they literally recruit people in prison who they think are smart enough and have these skills necessary and aren't like super violent criminals this guy killed his father because he had he was beating his brother um so that's what this little team is Mm -hmm. and uh he is sierra six so they have even like a 0070 type Mm -hmm. name um sierra six accidentally uncovers dark agency secrets surprise surprise Mm -hmm. none of this is fucking new um so basically, he needs to be eliminated. So it's 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 every other fucking spy movie. It's Born. It's uh, several versions of Bond. It's whatever you want. It's the uh, it's every it's every single Mission Impossible where they've been disavowed, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they can't kill him because they've trained him too well, uh, they send in the Chris Evans character, who is just an over the top villainy. <laughs> uh, He's a private contractor that the CIA hires when they can't get anyone yeah. else to do it. So the whole thing is is uh, him trying to kill Ryan Gosling's character. It sounds great. It's very by the numbers. It's not... I don't think it's what anyone was thinking they were getting going in. It is PG-13. Like, you watch the trailer and you feel like this... Sh- For some reason, when you see Ryan Gosling, you think it should be rated R. Yeah. Which is maybe not fair to Ryan Gosling, um, <laughs> because he can he does he does this fine. Uh, he does the 
you know, the when you see Chris Evans, you're like, oh, okay, Captain America. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the but what I think he likes doing uh, with this and Knives Out, I think he really gets into being the bad guy. Yeah. Because he's very over the top in Knives Out. He's very over the top in this. And it, it's on purpose, obviously. Um, it's just... It's just fine. Um, but again, it, when when the next one comes out, uh, I, I'm hoping that they will have kind of ironed out uh, where it's feeling too much like one thing or another, and maybe it's better. Um, but there will be another Gray Man. Uh, the other guys, another one that I just... I think I did see it. Uh, it's the see so you, you have this look on your face. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It is 2010. Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. They're, the other guys. They're cops. Yeah. I um, I have not seen that. I have seen some of it, clips of it. So it's directed by Adam McKay. Yeah. It is basically because uh, that's the one where Sam Jackson and The Rock are like the good cops. Correct. Yeah. Uh, I had no idea they were in this. I think I've seen part of it. Yeah, I had I don't n- think no idea they were in this. Yeah. Uh, Michael Keaton is in this. Oh, no shit. He's the captain. Eva Mendez is in this. Um, so the funny thing is, is it's uh, Are directed you just by... Are checking off all your Adam McKay's? I guess. Uh, it is basically... Not basically, that's not true at all. Uh, you can see the roots of mm. um, what he wanted to do uh, with The Big Short. Really? Because it is a takedown of mm. greedy corporate America. Interesting. It's it kind of is. I would not have expected that from that. It kind of is interesting. You look at it and it just screams, "Will Ferrell dumb comedy." Yep, and it is. Yeah. It is one hundred percent that. But then, oh. it even has the whole uh, the whole ending credits sequence is like charts and fun little graphs of Did you know that the top ten percent of, of you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Interesting. Watch it. Yeah, like, it that cert- just made me want to watch it. It's the sort of thing that, like, you can shut your brain off. You don't have to really be paying attention to it, like, at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's entertaining enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but watch it just for that. It's on Netflix right now. But then it had to throw Wahlberg in. Yeah. Ugh. Wahlberg's fine in this sort of thing, though. Yeah. Uh, mostly. Um, the running gag of the movie is that they... Like, Eva Mendez is, is Will Ferrell's wife. Mm-hmm. And, hmm. yeah. So the running gag in the movie is that every super attractive woman that's in this movie has either... Uh, who is his ex-girlfriend? They have to go see his ex at one point. I can't remember who that is. It was... Uh, I know this is someone, exciting. Some, I'm guessing someone overly attractive compared to him. Uh, N- Natalie Z. The She was in... Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then there's a, there's like this hot assassin woman that also like is like giving him eyes. So that's like a running joke in the movie. But anyway, uh, yeah, it was much better than I thought it was going to be. I felt like I maybe had seen it, but I didn't. Couldn't have told you anything yeah. about now, it. I know I've never rented it or purchased it. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's one of those that might have been on cable at one point, and I've walked through the room and watched like right. ten minutes of it, and right. Until there was a commercial, and then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go do what I was doing now. Yeah. I see a lot of like on YouTube. Uh, there's a lot of those uh, channels that basically just kind of do snippets from funny movies like these. Mm-hmm. And I had watched like a couple in a row of other things. I don't remember what, but this came up. And I don't even remember yeah, what I, scene it I was know now. that like Sam Jackson and The Rock die 
Like very early. Very early because they think they're about to do something heroic and it just goes <laughs> terribly wrong. <laughs> they are. Yes, they are just an over the top character of like 80s action cop mm-hmm. movie type things. Uh, yeah, they're on the roof of a building and they're trying to chase bad guys or whatever. And. Oh, the bad guys had used zip lines and then cut the zip lines. And then they're like, you think what I'm thinking? And they're like, yeah, just aim for the bushes. And they jump off this building and there's fucking nothing down there. They just fucking land on the concrete and die. <laughs> it was actually pretty funny. Um, yeah, watch it. Uh, the next one I watched was a, a rewatch. Uh, and it's another one that I haven't watched. I watched it once, uh, 15 years ago or whatever, and never watched it again. Um but it fulfills part of my, my Western for the month was 310 to Yuma. Oh, the remake. The one with Bale. Yes. God, I love that movie. That movie's awesome. That movie's really fucking good. Um, I mean, it's Russell Crowe, Bale, and Ben... Um, not Ben Harper. He's a musician. Uh, Foster. Ben Foster, yeah, yes. And, like, and, then, and, and, and Logan Lerman. And Logan Lerman. Uh, yeah, that movie's so good. Yeah. James Van Gold. Yes. He's such an underrated director. He's like put out some yes, really agreed. fucking good shit. Um, although I have not seen, I I won't watch Ford vs Ferrari. Was what, that good? It, that's one of those ones I will watch when I'm like, oh hey, I'm going to watch a bunch of Oscar films that I forgot about. Yeah, you know, like like Brooklyn. Uh, <laughs> Brooklyn's on every every one of my lists. Yeah, uh, I kind of don't want to watch it just because the get the the joke will yep. go away. Um, yeah, Logan Ford vs Ferrari. Girl interrupted. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walk the line. 310 to Yuma. Night and Day, which I've heard is actually That's, pretty good. That is fun. Was it you that told me that that yeah, was actually pretty Yeah, that's the one with Cameron fun? Diaz and yep. Tom Cruise. That movie is fun. Uh, Copland. Mm-hmm. Kate and Leopold. That was not. <laughs> I can't imagine. Uh, Untitled Indiana Jones Project. Is he doing... I think he's involved. I think he's the director of the newest one. Yeah, Harrison Ford. Uh, Mads. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Antonio Banderas. Mm-hmm. Toby Jones. All kinds of uh, yeah. potential bad guys in there, huh? Um, yeah, uh, three ten to Yuma is is really good. Yep. Um, like the 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 box quote is best western since uh, Unforgiven. Probably is. Yeah. That's probably fair. Yep. Is there a better western between ninety three and two thousand seven? Not one that pops to mind immediately. Was also not a big genre. Yeah, because it's like, when was Tombstone right around 92, 93? This is better than Tombstone. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, Tombstone has killed Tombstone is more beloved. Like, there are a lot of people where... I I think... This is going to be a hot take. I think Tombstone is overrated. Oh, it is. Because people fucking love that movie. Mm -hmm. But again, if you... If you watch it again and take out any scene that pretty much does not involve Val Kilmer, it's very pedestrian. Yeah. But, like, whenever yeah. Kilmer's on screen, whenever, like, Kilmer and Michael Bean are on screen, you're like, oh, this movie's fucking awesome. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I'm, I'm forgetting all the other scenes. Right. You know? I have, now, to be fair, I have not seen it in a while. Maybe I should, I mean, if, if I'm going to do it, this is the year to do it. Yep. Uh, That'd be a good one a month right there. It would. Uh, so, good luck finding it. Really? Yeah. It's a tough movie to find. Really? Really, really. I mean, you, mm. you can find, like, used Blu-rays and shit from... But if I remember correctly, like, it does not stream often. Really? I wonder if it's on... Is it, so, so it is, is it even available right digitally? Like, is it available on Voodoo? Can I buy it if I have to? Let me see. 
Oh uh, yeah, you can buy it for seventeen ninety nine. Fuck you, I'm not doing but that. But you can rent it for like three ninety nine right now in a couple places. But like, it's not streaming on any services. Interesting. Seventeen ninety nine. Jesus. Yeah. Well, you can't get a Blu-ray of it. It's yeah. That's because uh, usually only new releases are twenty bucks. Yeah. And everything else is the most you're going to pay is. 15. But you have to remember who owns Tombstone now. Who wants Tombstone Disney. now? Disney. Oh, yeah, okay. But even Disney has been less dickish about stuff like that. Yeah. Shouldn't it be on Disney Plus then, or something? Oh, actually, no, you can get the Blu-ray right now for like five ninety nine. They must have got, they must nice. have pushed, repressed it again. Because nice. for a while, it was like, it's a shit Blu-ray, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, this, you know, where's the fucking good edition of this? <laughs> so I, I mean, like, it's, it's a number one bestseller. Right now on Amazon. Interesting. So we're being very topical talking about this 1993 Western. Yeah. because Is that what yeah, year it was? Where's uh, it later? What's the date here? 1993. Nice. Yep. So what's Unforgiven? Unforgiven. So Unforgiven's after Tombstone. No, Unforgiven was 92. 92. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll have to add that. Uh, and then what I watched last night uh, for... Uh, uh, a curry watch was thirst nice because uh, I've tried to I was gonna the uh, I saved my closest that you can get I to like kind of a watch kind of <laughs> the, the closest you can get to a kind of horror because it's October I figured were the hosts and thirst yeah uh, so those are the two I watched uh, this month thirst um, the only other time I saw it were the, was at the when we went to the theater when you rented up the theater that day um mm-hmm. I guess I didn't realize... Oh, the other thing is it's leading up to uh, Decision to Leave, which should be streaming at some point right off. And that's when I'm going to get yeah. my, uh, my... my oh, It's going to appear on Mubi. It's going to be on Mubi, so I'll get my... I've waited to get my Mubi um, free trial uh, yeah. for whenever that drops. Yeah, um, I'm glad you brought this up, though, because in, in November, Video Monsters is covering Korean films. Well, I was going to get to that. Because I'm now torn as to... Because what, what happens is we put out our public poll, mm-hmm. which, like, six people answer. Right. And then we each pick five films to bring into the tournament. I am really torn as to which five films to bring in. Well, I mean, I, I'm your guy. Oh, I know. Uh, I mean, a lot of it's also going to go on, like, what the other guys pick to bring right? in. So I'm guessing it's... Because neither of them have seen a lot of Korean films. But it's like, I want to be able to make sure I recommend ones that aren't the ones everyone's going to think of, right. but also have a chance of getting voted in two to one. <laughs> right. Which is going to be very tough, because it's going to be like, of course Parasite's going to be in there. Of course The Host is going to be in there. Of course Old Boy is going to be in there. See, I would... Yeah. Yeah, it's so going to be like, hard. Yeah, so it's going to be like, how do I sell them on I Saw the Devil right. over Old Boy or Parasite? Well, even that, I mean, I Saw the Devil isn't exactly a deep dive into Korean No, cinema. it really isn't. Uh, no. Um, if you... Oh, see, now I'm going to have to pause. Because now I'm into it. All right, I just had to get my uh, my house in order here. I've pulled <laughs> up every... I've pulled up all of the Korean movies that I've seen and then ranked them... Uh, by uh, my rating. So it goes Parasite, Handmaiden, Memories of Murder. Those are my three fives. Uh, And then Train to Busan, Burning, The Wailing. Ooh, you should... Ooh, The Wailing's long, though. Eh. Does that not matter to them? 
To or does of, it? To one of them, it does. <laughs> uh, so my four and a halfs are Train to Busan, which is not a deep cut. Burning, which probably wouldn't be considered deep cut, or would no, it? No, uh, Burning would be a really good one. Burning's awesome. Burning would be such uh, The good Wailing, one. Mother, A Taxi Driver, JSA, New World, uh, Man Standing Next, Spy Gone North. So those are all my uh, four and a halfs or better. Um, taxi Driver is a little, probably not the most exciting thing to watch for a... Uh, although that does give good history of Korea. Yeah. Um, Train to Busan, probably. If if anyone has seen a Korean movie, it's either Parasite or Train to Busan. Yeah. Um, Which I think both of those will probably just get in by... Usually the most popular ones are the ones that get like the audience votes. Yeah. Um, Memories is really good. The Wailing's really good. If you were looking to get uh, like different genres within, I think you have to include something like New World if you're gonna you want to do the you want to have the the Korean gangster movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's the best one that I've seen. Because um, a lot of them end up being closer to a a lot of the Korean gangster movies end up being closer to like a Lethal Weapon yeah. feeling movie than without it. Than like what we consider gangster movies, um, there's a lot of good spy ones. Like Age of Shadows is really mm-hmm. good, Assassination's really good. Um, I don't think uh, Man from. Then you got the revenge ones like Man from Nowhere, Bittersweet Life. Those ones, Chaser was really good. You like that one, right? Remember Chaser? Yeah. Oh yeah, that one was good. Um, What's the super fucking violent one that I really like that had Dawn? Uh, what was he doing in it? He was a gangster. What was his problem? <laughs> he was, was a gang- bro- He was a gangster, was it gangster but there was like a devil. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah. <sighs> oh, yeah. That's the. That was that had an interesting premise because it, it mixed two Korean genres, mm-hmm. which is the gangster movie and the serial killer movie, and they made them into one. Where a serial killer tries to try tries to kill a gangster. Uh, oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Tina, just Should I, pause? I would like to meet with. You. Okay, we're back. All right. Uh, so how, how what what are you looking to do to get into for them to get into the, the look, tournament? I think I'm looking to. Sh- I mean, because I want to find just some interesting pieces. Does like it also the, matter how available they are? Yes, most definitely. Okay. And that's going to be the other thing is like what's on the streaming services. Because, again, a lot of this stuff is hard to find. Yeah. And I don't want to throw a movie into the tournament and then go, oh, shit, that one. Guess what? Nobody can watch it. Right. I'm sorry. Because, um, yeah, a lot of this stuff, you you can, I, the bong, bong stuff you can find pretty easily. Channel yes. Park, same thing. You can find a lot of his shit. It's when you start to get into like some of the B B tier stuff. The cool thing is, is that and I don't want to recommend he ya because that still makes me sound racist. <laughs> there really aren't that many on there. No, uh, Tubi is loaded. Really loaded. J- JSA is on Tubi, which really surprises me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, JSA would would JSA would be like that's kind of like the one I would try to. Recommend. I know it's Chan, so it's a well known one, but it's right. 
it's not one of the ones you think of first with him. But part of me also wants to throw The Handmaid because I'm like, fuck, everybody needs to see The Handmaid. Well, and everyone has Amazon Prime. Good point. Uh, New World is on Freebie, mm-hmm. which is the old IMDb channel. Um, JSA is streaming. Okja, of course. See, I, I don't like... I, I don't... Okja's a good movie, but I don't like it as yeah. an example. It, yeah, if you're exactly. going to do a Korean If it's month. your first Bong Joon-ho film, I do not want to throw Okja at you. I'd right. rather, but, like, instead of Parasite, I would much rather throw out Memories of Murder. Same. So. Yes. Agreed. Uh, Burning is quite available. Oh, good. Burning is on Tubi and Netflix. Parasite appears to be quite available. I mean, no, Parasite's No shock there. there. Uh, what was the other one I Taxi was Taxi Driver. At? How's that one right now? That one is... Uh, no. No? It's on Netflix South Korea. But oh. <laughs> if that helps you. So uh, that one likely I would not include. But again, things might change between now and November. I Saw the Devil is on Hulu. Good. Uh, I think Thirst is on something. Thirst is on Peacock, of all things. Interesting. All right. Peacock has weird it does. choices for movies. Yes, it so does. I mean, like, that's really on there? All right. Um, Man from Nowhere is on Tubi. There's, there's a lot on Tubi. Good. Um, Three Iron. If you wanted to get totally different genre, Three Iron was pretty good. That's on Tubi. Is Good, the Bad, the Weird on anything? Probably not. It fucking never is. Villainous is. Thieves is. Uh... No, Good, Bad, Weird is not... Oh, shit. I've gotten out of it. Now I'm screwed. <laughs> yeah. I'll just, go and, I'll just go to my Just Watch app then. Yeah, I didn't... Um... That one's pretty long, too. Well, they're all kind of long. That's our. That was our complaint with, with all of them. Uh, country... So, do you have a... You basically have to talk the other guys into it. Well, here's the thing. Probably not. Because both of them... What are they going to come in with? Because I know, ge- I know guessing, that's a big deal. I'm guessing they're going to come in with some very well-known shit. Because both of them are very... The whole reason we're doing this is because they liked when I was doing like our June in the Park. They liked the idea. Because both of them are very unfamiliar with Korean cinema. Yep. With the exception of like Old Boy and Parasite. Uh, like I know Parasite's going to be a tough one to knock out of the tournament because I know Eric loves, loves, loves Parasite. Well, and again, that, not necessarily a bad thing if that's what we talk no. about. No. Well, that was going to be my, my question is like, is it, does that mean that it's going to be, that it would be less likely? No, it to would be, be very likely to be in the discussion for one of the final three. Um, and again, I'm, I'm not married to like, there are not ones like, I mean, if like none of them have seen Train to Busan, I'm going to be like, all right, you can't be a fucking horror fan and not have seen Train to Busan. Right. But, you know, I'm not Well, gonna... I, I think it's, like, it's the zombie movie. Yeah. I mean... Mm-hmm. I know people like, like... Like, I'd love to get them to watch The Wailing, but if it doesn't, I'm gonna be like, okay. At least it's now on their radar as something that needs to be watched. For some reason, Good, Bad, Weird did not come up. Because what, I, what I, I feel like will happen from this is they will watch most of, like, the 16 films that get put into the tournament. Yeah. And that's a win. It might not be the three we discuss in an episode, but it will at least be something they watch. It is. It's on AMC Plus. No kidding. Now another not, one that has weird. Stuff not everyone has AMC Plus because it sucks. Yeah, but it is a 
terrible straight it's, it is it's it's just it is not a joy no. to use um I've only. Shit, I think I'm still paying for it right now too, because I well, had to watch it for something. Well, no, we remember it was last year. That's it was right, like it was, it was cheap, like it was a cheapy. It deal. was like ten dollars for the year. And even then, I'm now like we might overpaid. I, pay, I paid ten dollars to watch one movie. Yeah. I think I've only watched. And that's one thing. That, that's how you talk yourself into like okay, it was a decent purchase. But it wasn't though. No, <laughs> I don't even because I don't even think the movie that I ended up watching was even any good. Uh, I don't remember what it was, but how come that didn't come up on my? When I had them all up there, but anyway, uh, yeah, that's a good one. So it's available on AMC Plus, but you got to find people that have AMC. Do the mm. do the other guys have AMC Plus? Oh, probably not. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they were smart and didn't pay ten dollars for the entire year. Oh gosh. Um, so will you bring up? So you'll be you'd be better off bringing in not obscure things, but mm. not. Yeah, not your bongs in your parks. Yeah, like like I said, like the B the B level, or even uh, will Train to Busan make it in on its own, or will you have to bring up Train to Busan? Well, here's here's the thing: they, I I don't know if they've both seen it, but I feel like they probably have. Yeah. So it might not even be one they want to talk about, but it will probably be. Because like, what we do is we each list like ten films, and then those thirty get voted on by the fans, and the top five of those go in. And okay, then, and then five from each of us, and then from there, sixteen are randomly drawn for the brackets. Oh, okay. So you you have so five out of twenty. Five out of twenty, yes. So at plus worst case, one of yours will get in. Plus, oh, it, what usually happens is it's always between three and four for each of us. Yeah, it's just that's the way the odds work out. But the real the real thing is the ten I recommend to go in. Right, because I mean, there have been times where I've had ten films in there because, like, five of you know, five of them got audience voted in, and then like four or five of my pick picks went in. So, because I get to recommend ten for the audience vote, yeah, and sometimes they're like, oh, they pick the f- five of the ten. So you're the ten that you recommend. Mm-hmm. Well, is that separate from the five that you put in? Yes. Okay. Because what happens is... So I re- you, you're picking 15 movies. No, no, no. Because the five I put in have to be from the ten I originally... Like, okay. They have to be... In order for them to be even put in, they have to be in the initial 30 that the audience votes on. Oh, uh, okay. So you... It's almost like... And then uh, I, if, if you put in your ten, the audience votes, then you pick five from your list that should have been in. Yeah. So you could potentially yeah potentially have ten all ten okay yeah. you you said that like three minutes ago it took me that yeah, long nope, to get that's it that's okay it takes almost <laughs> everyone because it's a weird fucking setup oh, that's but, funny um, but again we had to do something different from all the other fucking screen drafts and all the other shit that was out there so. right so what I'm gonna do then I don't know why I'm talking this out <laughs> I was gonna sometimes ta- I was gonna take the stream out. only off it and then see if how different my my list is just to see if the no not really um yeah that's exciting so so you'll end up with 20 if 20 movies 20 movies total that's gonna be a good list it'll be a good list it should be yes especially especially with 
two people that haven't watched a bunch. Mm -hmm. I'll be interested to see what what they pick because it won't be mm. stuff they've seen. Maybe. Like, yeah. I mean, most likely no. Your, your parasites and your train to Busan. Because what happens is when we go to like the the draft show mm -hmm. for the tournament, we started off. We have put in the thirty. The audience have voted on their five, so we know the five of the audience. So that can eliminate like that will likely eliminate stuff like that. I will not eliminate, but that will, that means I won't have to put in parasite, right? Because it'll likely be like parasite, train to Busan, old boy. But you will or will not know that beforehand. We do know that beforehand, okay. and then what happens is the three of us each take turns naming one film at a time, and part of the the game is. Okay, I have these films I want to get in, but I bet Eric's going to put that one in. Right. So I'm not going to put that in. Right. And then you get to like the, oh shit, I only have one pick left. Nobody's put in that film I thought was going to get put in. Do I do that now? Yeah. Um, Are you going to pick anything that you haven't seen? No. I will only pick ones I have seen. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So when does all this choosing happen? Probably like the first week of November. And I will send you the link so you can vote on it, too. Yes. I will vote on it. Yeah. Because um, it's usually like Andrea votes on it. Um, our friend Robert, who is a filmmaker in Australia, mm -hmm. votes on it. We did an Australian one for August, so we got actually a lot of ones for that one because Robert sent it to all his friends. You know, Australian filmmakers. Right. Um, that was that was actually a really good punch out, but often often time it ends up being like three films you would expect out of that list because yeah, it's just see. the way it goes because it's it often turns into a two versus one yeah you know, type of thing. See, good, bad, weird. That AMC doesn't show up there; it only shows up on Just Watch, Interesting. which is wait. Funny. Go back to that for a second. Oh. So because that's, so, that's Eric right there. I, I know. He wants so, to watch. So, like... See, I should do that. I should go through and snoop to see what's on their want-to-watch list. We can do that right now. Uh, so it's funny, because that's what happens a lot on, like, the screen drafts episode. They're like, well, I, 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 do, I snuck through your letterbox. And, like, one of the guys often is like, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even log that I watched it until today. <laughs> because I don't want you seeing didn't my give reviews. It away. Yeah. Uh... Ooh, there's a lot. Do you want to know which yes. uh, Korean movies he, he has on his uh, watch list? Yes. He has The Outlaws on there, mm -hmm. JSA, mm -hmm. The Villainous, mm -hmm. uh, The Quiet Family, which I started, didn't finish, The Brotherhood of War, mm -hmm. uh, The Original Housemaid, because uh, there has, not how, not Handmaiden, because uh, there is a, it's actually the reason I got AMC a plus, is that the remake of this is on AMC plus, ah. and it stars Squid Game Guy. Oh, okay. Um, but this is on Criterion. Oh, good. Um, Age of Shadows is on his list. I'm, that surprises well, me. Well, Eric is a very conscientious film student. Hmm. Like, he is the one who is, like, will watch really, like, watch some top-tier shit. Um, the tough one's going to be Nathan, because Nathan loves his fucking schlock. Yeah. So, like, I could see him totally throwing out, like, just some weird fucking stuff that sounded cool. Uh, Revenger, which I've never heard of. Satan Slaves, which I've never oh, heard of. Oh, that makes sense. That's actually good. Satan Slaves? That's a good you movie. You gave it a three and a half. Yeah, time. that's a pretty good movie. 
Uh, I thought that was Indonesian, though, and not Korean. It came up. In, it came up Korean, but this, yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's I, got a Korean producer. I yes, yeah. I don't know if that. I don't, I think that one's more Indonesian yeah, than anything else. Yeah, the, the director's name is Anwar, so it's yeah, not Korean. Uh, so he's got Burning, The Wailing, Witch Part One, uh, Bittersweet Life. These are all available too. Uh, Memories is on there. Uh, Sympathy for Lady Vengeance, Mister Vengeance. Thirst, Handmaiden, Good, Bad, Weird, I Saw the Devil and Mother. It's a good list. Yeah. Yeah. But there are holes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's fun. So you can, yeah, so you can snoop in there, mm-hmm. uh, see what he's going to maybe The likely he's going to Because he'll start watching them at, like, first week in November. So will you, uh, okay, let me put it this way. Are you going to watch stuff between now and November and then potentially use it. I would like to say yes. Okay. But we'll see how that goes. Gotcha. Because, <laughs> again, my movie watching has sucked. But then again, I'm going to be, you know, home icing my balls for two days. So right. uh, I'll watch movies those days. Right. And because the thing is, and this is something we haven't even talked like, with the King, the, all the King movie watches and the discussion we've done on Video Monsters, I've really wanted to go back and reread some of his books. Yeah. And catch up on a lot of the ones I've missed. Yeah. Um... And I, like, started logging them on Goodreads, which is, like, the way... I know I'm a much more conscientious viewer of something when I'm logging it on Letterboxd. Oh, 100%. So the fact that I'm now tracking myself on that... Yeah, um, because you you kind of hold yourself accountable. Yeah. So I read Fairy Tale this past month. Yeah. Good? Pretty good. Yeah. Um, Very Eyes of the Dragon-y. It's... People are like, oh, it's his best book in decade. No, it's not. (laughs) But it's it's very much a return to that king kind of fantasy. It's yep. people are like, oh, but it ties into the Dark Tower, and I'm like, only because they say you know, all well, there are many world, many more worlds than these. It's yeah, very like yeah, this is another world it's in the most, Gunslinger universe. It's the most uh, loosely tied yeah, but, together. But universe. Roland does not step foot in this book or right. shit like that. But it's fun. It's a it's a definitely it's a neat exploration of actual fairy tales. Yeah, and where a lot of it might come from. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. Very good, like, kid protagonist. Um, and then now I just started reading Billy Summers, which is one of his crime novels, which I'm really enjoying, actually. Hmm. So. Is it one of the little... No, no, it's not a hard case crime one. Uh... Um, but again, with King, it's tough because, you know, Fairy Tale was 600 pages. Billy Summers is 500 Oof. pages. That's a lot. That's like it's well. It's just like the the, the movie thing when it's over two hours. You're like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this. Yeah, especially over... where I'm only reading like I got to get up. It's one of the things that really did it this year is the fact that school is starting again at eight. Mm. So like my ass is up at five thirty. Yeah, being that up sucks. at five thirty way different than being up at six thirty. Yes, it, it just is. So like I'll read like fifty pages a night, mostly. Usually, that's pretty good though. Yeah. That would and be then, that would be a banner evening for me. Yeah, and then like I missed a whole weekend because Andrea and I went to you know Niagara Falls to mm-hmm. go see the Gaslight Anthem and shit. And dude, coolest used bookstore in the world there. Really? Oh my god! I I have to show you the picture of this place. It's under the falls. Because I'm going to tell you right now, Niagara Falls off season is a cross between Old Orchard Beach and Lewiston. Nice. Like, yeah. <laughs> like we were staying at a hotel near the falls. Yeah. On the American side. Um. So we're like, oh hey. The concert venue is only a mile away. We'll walk. So we're walking, you know, we pass the casino, and then we're like... Uh-oh. <laughs> yep. There's three little kids 
telling this other guy that they're glad his fucking mama died because he's a bitch. Yeah. And where I'm like, and Andrea's like, we are not walking back this way. <laughs> yeah, it, it was like you walked into Lewiston. Um, so this bookstore that I wanted to go to, it's like it was three stores. And again, it was back in the hood. Yeah. But we get there, and the front door's locked, and there's a sign that says, you know, entrance around the back. So I'm like, okay, this is the entrance around the back. <laughs> For those of you who can't see this, because it's a podcast, right. there is like, it's the back of a building off a parking lot that is ill-used, with like, the only vehicle there was like a bond, a bail bondsman vehicle. <laughs> and like, a little, like, a door off of like, you know, where if you walk around buildings, that's where people are hanging out smoking who work there. Right. And it's like, says, you know, book corner, you know, enter, call 285-2928 for curbside. And it's like written in like mailbox letters. Nice. So I'm like, is this fucking real? <laughs> so we go in through that and then the next door is dark. And it's like, and there's like a sign that says, no, really, this is the way. And Andrea is like seven steps behind me at this point, like ready to run. Like, are we going to get murdered? So I open the door and the fucking lights are off. <laughs> like there is, and I'm like, hello. And I hear a, we're open. Come on in. And I'm like, I don't want to. I'm like, I can't see. He's like, oh, I'll be right there to get the lights. <laughs> so it's this guy. He reminds me a lot of Eric Flurry from um, Pro Libris. Like this bookstore has been in his family for like yeah. 70 years. Hippie. You know, he's like, you know, well, I thought of retiring a bunch of times, but I like it. You know, I don't usually even turn lights on until people show up, eh. which I get because the neighborhood he's in. Yeah. He's keeping those front doors locked for a fucking reason. <laughs> um, the bottom floor used to be a bunch of shops. Well, the middle floor, I should say first floor, used to be a bunch of shops, but he's now broken down the walls. The basement was a speakeasy back in the day, but it's like floor to ceiling books stacked. But you like you, it's like seven different rooms, and like the rooms you're going through are basically like brick knockouts. Yeah. From where you know it was a speakeasy, and you entered from like three buildings down, right, to get to this building. The third floor used to be a bowling alley. Okay. With like some of the lanes still there, but like there's pianos in places, and like each like each genre of fiction has a room. So it was just a really cool used bookstore where you can tell like some of these books have been there for like fifty fucking years. Yeah. They like they had layers of dust on them, um, but it was just really cool to be in. Um, I could have spent all day there looking through shit, um, but yeah, the guy like walked you around, get, told you where everything was. Just a really interesting man. How so? Uh, how did you get back? Walked. You did. We just picked a different path. Yeah. But we came across a twenty-four hour donut pizza place hmm. on the way back, and that's where we ate our dinner that night. It was we ordered a slice of pizza and a donut. But it was still one of those where it's like, I'm very aware of where we are at all points on the walk home. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm, I'm definitely, you know, on high alert as we're walking through. Um, yeah. This It's like when Robin and I went to Baltimore and parked two blocks away yeah. from Inner Harbor. Yeah. Two blocks. And it's kind of like that. Just like. And this was at like eight o'clock in the morning and we were still like, this is not cool. Yeah. And when we got to the restaurant, they said, yeah. that's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> and it was two like, blocks. Because, like, yeah, the same thing happened to us in Baltimore when we went to a comic convention. And we were like, oh, there's a Dunkin' Donuts a block and a half that way. Let's go yeah. get it. And then you get there and you're like, shit changes fast. Fuck. <laughs> changes real fast yeah. when you get away from the water. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it felt very much like that. Cause, and then, but then the next day, it's a Saturday morning. Yeah. It's all touristy again. Yeah. And we're like, this is so weird. And it's like, 
the venue where we saw the concert was actually like a 150 year old theater. Yeah. And it had been, it's been millions refurbishing it like 10 years prior. And I'm just like, why? <laughs> it's a cool fucking venue, but who did you do this for? Yeah, yeah. But I guess I guess there's a decent there's a lot of concerts that go there. Yeah. Uh, falls were very cool. Yeah. Um yeah, my parents were just there like a couple weeks before you yeah, guys were. It was a fun trip. Um, we ended up like I, I texted you on the way back because we didn't want to drive the full like ten hours back in one day. Yeah. We wanted. We like went to like an outlet. Like I got these sneakers there. There was an Adidas outlet. It was a mall that was nothing but outlets. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. And we just wanted to you know stop places here and there and just you know explore a little bit because it's like it's no fun to go to Niagara Falls, be there for one day and yeah, not really actually take any of it in. So we wanted to do that. Um. But yeah, then we stopped in Springfield, Mass, at a Hojo's. Not a Hojo's, a Red Roof Inn. Same. Same, same. Yeah, and we're like, and it sucked. I don't know what it was about this weekend, because like, we could not find a room anywhere cheaper than like 200 bucks. Yeah. And we're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> um, so we're like, and she, Andrew's like, well, I upgraded us for 20 bucks to a deluxe room, which just meant we got a box that had like a bottle of water, a bottle of orange juice, and some fucking granola bars nice oh and extra large pillows which were still about a foot by two feet they were not extra large i'm like what do they give you otherwise extra, extra large in comparison to what yeah this is like this is a small pillow usually um and it smelled like you would expect a red roof in next to a hooters right to smell and then like we stopped somewhere else to get like food at a fucking um kentucky fried chicken this place was weird this town we were in, it's just weird. Like, we get there, and they're like, our ice machine's broken. Okay. All right. And you're like, oh, that's fine. I guess we didn't realize just how warm the soda is if you mm. don't get ice. If you don't get ice. It is fucking somehow below room temperature. <laughs> <laughs> like, I never thought I would miss the ice. But, yeah, so, that, I mean, that was a fun weekend trip, but it definitely cut into my, you know, movie viewing to start the month, because that was October 1st and 2nd. Yeah. And... We went, we went to McDonald's a couple, uh, it was probably two months ago now. Um, same thing. We got yeah. a, no ice and anything. And we were like, this is, it's just not right. Yeah. And I'm not even someone. And normally I'm like, fucking, I don't want much ice in it. Give right. Give me like two cubes and I'm fine. Right. Uh, those two cubes are necessary somehow, man. It also, I bet it pisses off the, it, it's probably not good for the bottom line either. Cause that no, ice, the, that ice the is the taking up filled, some space. So it's filled all the way to the top. Yeah. So that yeah. ice takes up some space. Yeah. You're cutting into like a third of your fucking soda profits easily. Right. Uh, That's big money there. What do we got? Anything else? Uh, no. Like I said, I haven't watched a lot, but um, I've got like, well, let me see what my, the books are that I'm going to be trying to reread. Because so I'm going to try to do at least one or two books a month. Ooh. While game. you're looking that up, I have started reading Secret Wars. Nice. I'm uh, two chapters. chapters in or it's, whatever. It's dense. There's a lot going on. It is, and they don't, there's no, uh, they start you right in. That And that's what I love about Hickman. It's like, and it's like, he's like, you will either fucking catch up or you will not. Right. Like I'm not dumbing it down. Who the fuck are these people? Yeah. <laughs> and why are there so many of them? Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, so I started reading that last night because I watched a video. On, or I didn't start reading it last night. I started reading it a couple weeks ago, and I picked it up again last night because I watched a video about why uh, live action Marvel stuff keeps fucking up Doctor Doom, and it's it was saying one of the coolest things that you can read that's Doctor Doom centric is Secret Wars. Yeah, like, oh, I did just start that. So yeah, and it is. It's a great Doom story. Um, 
Yeah, because you get, they throw you right into, uh, yeah, Doom is a god and his army is a bunch of Thors. Yep. All right, I'm in. Let's go. Let's see what, let's see where this takes us. Yeah, uh, for my list, I've got like elevation. That'll be like my my my, my sorbet, my palate cleanser, because that's like 150 pages. Oh, nice. Uh, if it bleeds, I still haven't read Sleeping Beauties. I forgot. I didn't realize just how much of his recent shit I haven't read. Uh, the Institute, oh, I lose track. The Institute. I've still never made it past like 300. I've made it to page 300 like twice, and then stopped reading for whatever reason. You started it again. See, yeah. when I I've go, started it twice. When I eventually page 250, 300. When I eventually go back to it, I will start right where I left off, which I is will. around 150. I'll have to start over again. Um, I never finished Under the Dome. Mm. Uh, the last two books in the Bill Hodges trilogy, uh, Duma Key. I'm about 300 pages into the first Bill Hodges. I've never finished Full Dark No Stars. I haven't read all the stories in that. I realized I've never read Rose Matter. I didn't either. Uh, the Bizarre of Bad Dreams I've never read. Um, I, I've i never finished 112263. Me neither, and that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm about... I'm quite a ways into that. That is literally like when... Because I've, I've started reading a lot of like top 10 lists again of Stephen King. That's like one of his... That's like up there with like The Shining and shit. People love that fucking Well, book. you know why? Well, part of the reason why. Um, my mother has read one Stephen King book. That one. And that is it. And she <laughs> fucking loved it. Um, <laughs> Hard to follow up on that one, though. Right. Like, what do I read after that? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, he, that's part of it. That that It's awesome, though. That's really good. Um not King, but a, uh, a really short one that I still haven't finished also. But yeah, you read Mickey 7, because that's only like... Yeah. I don't even think it's 300 pages. Yeah, it's just like, I, I recently... Oh, I didn't show you this picture, too. I recently built a bookshelf on our stairs. Oh. Um, so it cleared up a lot of shelf space, so I started rearranging stuff. Where is it? So when I started moving... Whenever, whenever I start moving around the books, I'm like, oh... I need to read that. Haven't read yeah. That oh yeah. 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 Like I built that around like our the downs. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I moved around a lot of books, which allowed me to expand some shit. And now I'm like, I've seen all the books I've purchased over the past few years and not even cracked open. Didn't even realize you bought. Yep. Probably. Yeah. So it's like fuck. That's money spent. I should probably read it. Yeah. Because then maybe if I don't like it, I can get rid of it and make room for another book that I can buy. <laughs> right. Because we're at the point now where I'm like. We're running out of space. Yeah, that's of, of, of books. We're running out of space for books and movies. I need to start being selective again of what I'm picking up. Right. And if I haven't, if I haven't reread it or read it in a while, it's either going to go in a box to go to the basement, or I'll just fucking trade it in. Right. And with movies, I don't know. I think there's certain ones that you'd have out, and other ones that you could just kind of catalog somewhere mm -hmm. and say, yeah. if I ever need to pull this out again, exactly. it is in this tote. I will put it in a tote. I will fucking like do a fucking spreadsheet of what's in right. that tote right? and put it away. There aren't, there are surprisingly, because uh, I have paid for or I'm a member of a couple different like collection tracking apps yep. and none of them are all that good. No. None um, of them are everything I want it to be. Right. Which, which one do you use? I use two. Because I have I I have I collect, which I use. Let I me. Mean, I got to make sure I get it right too. Uh, I collect, which I use for my movies that are not horror. Yeah. And then just another one called Sort It. Okay. For movies. Because the one. 
Shit, where is it? Yeah, sort of is all my horror movies. I have my movies pro, and the reason I got that is that it had higher good reviews, and it was a single time purchase. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel better when I pay for something. Yeah, which is kind of silly, but you feel like you're getting maybe a more finished product, and it's fine. But like, I haven't even completely filled it. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you're right. I, I wish. I want something, really, uh, Letterbox. none of them can really do a whole lot more than you can just do on Letterbox by making lists. Yeah, but I mean, like, we're, our phones are essentially scanners now. Yeah. So I should be able to do, like, yeah. I'm going to scan these 25 films and put them in a box and I can label on this app, they're in box A. Yes, you should be able to do that. They do not. I agree. <laughs> none of them do that. I. Yeah. This is where Andrew will go, like, well, why don't you make that app? And I'm going to go, because I don't fucking know how. Because I don't know how to develop apps. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the same thing. I... That should be, you should be able to do that. You should be able to say, you should be able to, just like you can, uh, what's the other thing where you can do it? Well, like the your My Movies thing, uh, you just connect it to all these other things. You connect it to your yep. your your Apple account or whatever, and your Voodoo and your um, uh, with Amazon and stuff, and it filters all of your stuff, and it, it adds it all automatically. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to go to a collection app and just say, here's my Voodoo information, put my fucking movies on here. Yeah. Here's my Amazon information. Put my, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's, but nothing like that seems to exist, yeah. or I haven't found it. Um, so you I mean, end the, up. The problem with those is like, I, like I have to literally scan the barcodes, yeah, to get them in or manually enter them, and then it sometimes, like anything that's bought at a dollar store, I have to manually enter because it's a barcode that's been reused like six fucking times, right? Um, but yeah, then again, I know I own it, but I, if, like you said, if I start to run out of space i'm like i'm gonna go put these in a tote in my basement yeah. i would like to go bleep, 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 bleep. correct and they're all in tote a and then i can say you know send it to my fucking printer yeah and have it print a fucking you know list of what's in the tote <laughs> so yeah I can put it on the fucking tote yeah or you put know, it in a fucking sleeve yep and then i know so if like i know oh oh I haven't watched that movie in 10 years, but I know I own it, and I want to watch it. Yeah. Oh, it's in tote A. I can just go downstairs and look in fucking tote A instead of going through, like, eight different fucking totes. Because if you can't find it quickly, you might as well not even have it. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. I don't know if that was me or you. That was me. Yeah, exactly. Because, again, we all know that, like, hey, I want to watch Cocoon. Well, fuck you. Unless you own it, you're not watching it because it doesn't stream anywhere. Right. So I know that's one, like, I'm not going to ever get rid of that movie because I know it's tough to find. But how many movies do I think aren't tough to find that I have in my collection Yeah. that if I went to go fucking stream them, I'm going to be like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Glad I have that then. And it just, yeah. She says thanks. She was asking me a question. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's what I've run into with... All the shit that's in the garage. Mm-hmm. Like, I know what's out there. Yep. I know such and such a game. I know th- my PS3 version of something is fucking out there somewhere, mm-hmm. but... The thought of going to have to find it is fucking It terrible. would take me an hour. Cause that's and, it a- would, and it would be a huge mess. Like, with me, it's a lot of my comics. My individual yeah. issues of comics. Yeah. I have them in my basement. They're in a box. I've got them fucking wrapped in fucking cellophane so the moisture doesn't get to them. Yeah. And they're in fucking cardboard boxes with fucking shit all around to take the moisture away. But I'm like, oh shit, I need to go find my Swamp Thing run. Well, fuck. Yeah. It's in one of these boxes that I've taped shut so that even more moisture, do- you know, so I've moisture-proofed the shit out of these things. Yeah. 
but it means if I want to go look for it, I need to bring my knife with me. I need to bring something to re-fucking tape it up, and I'm probably right. going to look through seven boxes before I find it. Right. It just doesn't seem worth it. Yeah. I know with At movies... At that point, I'm like, is it on the app? I'm just going to read it on the app. I have bought things mm -hmm. that I know are in that garage. Yep. And, like, movies and stuff, I've, I've done that many times. <laughs> I've bought graphic novels. I know that I have, like, two copies of... I know I have, like, two copies oh, of Hush. Speaking and... of which, apparently the DC app is changing. There's now really? going to be a DC Ultra. <laughs> where it's going to give you... They're just going to keep rebranding the same Well, no, thing. what they're... Th I guess what they're going to do is they're going to put on a lot of the Vertigo stuff that's never been on. Yeah. Um, and the digital to, like, physical to digital windows now only 30 days. Yeah. So. It's still... Which is know. smart, because I get a lot of people now are just reading them fucking on your app. And no one wants to be six months behind. Has that gotten better? Like, I... Their app is still pretty good. I tried that. There's still weird fucking holes in it, though. I feel like I can't see it. Like, there was one thing... Where they were like, when when Sandman came out on Netflix, they're like, Sandman now on, now on the app, and I'm like, yeah. it's the first eight issues, yeah, of a fucking seventy five issue run. Thanks, then. Come on, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I guess they're gonna they're gonna, uh, and of course the Ultra is now it's gonna be more money. Of course it is. But of yeah, course it be, is. It's Ultra. <laughs> yeah, but there will be sometimes where it'll be like, we'll be reading something and ten of the twelve issues are there. Yeah. The other two are not. Yeah. Because that, some because some creator didn't agree to it. Yeah, I had a hard time finding stuff. Marvel's even worse for finding shit. Maybe it was the Marvel the one. The Marvel was so app bad. is really fucking tough at times. But at least on the Marvel app you can search by creator, which gets which helps. Man. Low scores early on in the yeah. uh, in oh, the crazy. early window. I haven't even checked. Nah, it's not worth checking. Not, not I'm a, and I'm actually having a great season this year in both leagues, so <sighs> I'm I'm just waiting for it to all go south. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Because it's like, oh, well, when is when is Josh going to get injured? Uh, oh, Pittman's got ten, 10 points already. Oh. Yeah. Thankfully, though, I'm up against Autodraft Express, and they are not having a good day so far. Either. Smoked me last week. Scored like 160 points. They are only projected for 102 today. Nice. And I'm... Oh, but I'm only down to I'm down to 112. I was up at 128 earlier. So someone is having someone oh, in your early window is having a bad day. Wilson had a fumble. Yeah. And my Cincinnati D <sighs> has given up 14 points to New Orleans. Really? Oh, come on, don't lose to New Orleans. They. Sorry, my I, Cincinnati D has been great. For yeah. Me so far, like because I switched off the what I had the Chargers week one, and then I switched off them. Yeah. And Cincinnati's been great for me because they've been getting fumbles and interceptions. Are they losing to New Orleans? They are losing to New Orleans 7-14. It's early in the second, but still. Yeah. The fact that they've given up 14 points to New Orleans. Yeah. Because uh, I kind of wanted all the... Because the Eagles have New Orleans' number one pick next year. I want New Orleans to be, like, fucking horrible. And uh, Young Hoo who had a terrible week for me last week. He was, like, dead even. Yeah. Pretty much. He missed, like... An extra point. I mean, he missed an extra. He missed a field goal and got an extra point. Awesome, so he thanks. was a zero for me last week. And it's like, come on, just give me two. That's why give me two to four points, man. That's all I want from you. That's why I don't like kickers in fantasy football because it doesn't matter how good the kicker is. Yeah, it matters how many opportunities they yeah. get. Like what? Like the first game of the year, he scored me twenty because fucking right. Atlanta could not get it in the end zone. Right, and like. Well, the last two Thursday night games. And they kept getting it close enough for him to kick it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, it certainly helps if you're Justin Tucker. Because then, 
the better kicker you are, the more likely you are to get opportunities, I suppose. Because I guess your your coach is more likely to let Justin Kicker, Justin Kicker, Justin Tucker try from yeah. 58 than, than your normal schmuck. But overall, it depends on your talent is like third in the in the, yeah. if you were to list the important reason the important things for uh, kicker scoring so that's why I, I just hate having kickers in any way yeah because it's happened I and I've been on both ends of it Honestly, where same with defenses yeah they just don't swing games they really don't it's well they can in extreme yeah. circumstances then it's like just kind of bullshit yeah you know you no, no one is no one is really like you pretty much get your defense and you just kind of stick with it until they let you down a few times and then you just go get another one. Yeah, or I mean if unless you get a, a good one that kind of you can just kind of flip yeah, like through. Ba- like the Baltimore D for many years. It's like you um, know they're not going to give up points and they're going to get turnovers. Most years though, I am just literally I have whoever defense I have uh and I will usually draft my drafting def- the defense I draft is always someone that has what I think is going to be an early easy schedule. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And then as soon as they they have to play Kansas City, I'm fucking them or someone like that. Yeah, I'm that's out. That's literally what I did with the Chargers. I'm out, I'm and like, I will. Yeah, they've got Kansas City this week. I'm yeah. switching off of yeah. them. Yeah, and then you just kind of stream whoever has the best matchup that yeah. week. Yeah, Cincinnati's had good matchups for me, so I'm like, I'll keep them. But I mean, like, if I were to say, like, oh hey, I need to switch. Let me see who's available for defenses right now. Probably no one good. Uh, the Rams, which will give up, which are projected for seven point five. The Jaguars, which are projected for seven point three, and the Panthers for six point four. Yeah. And my defense this week was going was projected for like seven points. That's pretty much the constant projection for a defense is like. Well, seven that points. that's the thing is that there's so little difference between. I mean, there's a big difference between the best ones and the absolute worst. But that yeah. middle twenty, yeah. I mean, it just depends on who they're playing. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, anything else? No, nope. we managed to go over two hours. Dang. Uh, excited to hear about your Korean list. Yeah. Um, oh, we didn't talk about Nope, but we've been going too long. We'll talk about, we'll nope, talk next about nope next time. Yeah. Uh, cause that deserves, that deserves some time. I skipped right over it because, uh, because I wanted to give it time. We also didn't talk about the trailer that we watched, which was a Conda. Yeah. I, I'm on one hand, it's like three weeks away, which says something. On the other hand, I feel like I'm more. Well, I shouldn't say that because I was I was in, excited about the Thor movie. God, Indianapolis is getting killed by the Jaguars right now. I'm telling you, Jaguars are good. They're down. 14, Dougie P. They're down fourteen to three to the Jaguars in the second quarter. With, with with eight minutes still to go in the second quarter. Jesus. Doug. My guy, Doug. All right. Uh, back next week, probably, maybe? Yeah, should be. All right. Very good. Uh, I will have watched. Ooh, is, is your your procedure this week? Uh, it no, week? it is the 27th is the procedure. So, like, I'm taking the 27th week the after Thursday? Off, yeah. A week from Thursday? Yeah, this week I have to plan our, our soccer banquet. Nice. Yeah. Um, so, we'll be back next week. We'll, we will have presumably watched more stuff. Uh, I've kind of gotten back into the groove now that kind of draft season is over. Because the season kind of runs itself. Mm-hmm. I, I lose interest in the day-to-day stuff in the season. That's why I really like doing best ball because you don't have to do anything. Um, I like having the two leagues that I have now. That's mm-hmm. plenty. Because uh, I used to do like six, seven. Jeez, that's um, a lot. It's not fun. I don't like the managing part of it. I, I actually, I hate it. It gives me anxiety. Like setting mm-hmm. lineups and stuff, I don't like it. Um I'm more of a macro person. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, so I, my movie walking, watching has picked up, uh, which makes me happy because it, it does. I get burned out, mm. and movies start to blend into one another. When I'm watching fewer, I remember them better. Yeah, uh, I do too. When I watch like. I couldn't. They don't I couldn't all run in. I couldn't do like when you when you'll watch like four in a day. Like I can't. Yeah, that's a tough day some days. But I mean, you might as well. You'd have to remind me what the first one even was and what was going on. It's like, it's like if I, I that's what I have to have like my letterbox like right there. Yeah. Because yeah, I will forget a movie sometimes when I do that. Oh yeah. I'll be like, oh shit, I totally forgot I watched that. Yeah. Uh, and I'll I'll see stuff that I watched even two or three months ago and I'm, I couldn't remember one thing about it. <laughs> couldn't tell you a single thing about it other than like who was in it. All right, we'll be back next week.